in the sight, finding ball. That's brilliant to Kenny S again. Up close. Oh, my goodness, Kenny S. Everyone chasing down. Gets a drop, and the knife comes in. Simple, of course. Stabs in straight in the chest. Someone tries to play. Dennis catches him off. That's ungodly from Dennis. Oh, my God. That awareness, the timing works out perfectly. Just like time. Welcome to the finale. It's been an incredible first season, six episodes. We threw this together, Henry and I, and we're quite proud of where we are, and thank you so much for joining us today. Drop the bomb, and uh, the bomb is Chad. Hi, Chad. Good day. Nice little video yesterday. Yeah, I hope people realize that that's satire. Yeah, of course I'm not it is. Like it's that nice. yeah, I don't like come that. on in and go, g'day, can't say how the fuck you can. I sit beside you and you are like that. <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's like a persona, right? It yeah, was... yeah, you got to put it on. You, yeah. you, this, is, this is the thing about this industry. Someone has to be a Muppet and I'm happy to be it. Yeah, and you do such a good job with it. Thank I thought you. it was a nice, nice bit of acting. Mine wasn't great. You two were pretty good. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think I let the sound down a bit. You were trying to give me direction. Yeah. Didn't really work, that did it. No, I think, I think uh, Mr. Klein, he said that, you know, you got to be over the top and then it looks normal. Yeah, I'm so, too, too British for my own good. Yeah. I can't really put it on. Yeah. Well then, here we are. The final episode, guys. What do you want to talk about? We've got all sorts of things. We've had a great season so far. It's been... What was your favorite feature this year? Favorite feature? Maybe we should do at the end. Let's do reflections yeah, well, at the end. The reflections of the end. Yeah, I'm going to pull my podcast. hair up. It's kind of it's kind of slack today. Well... Just like me. If we just want to do the show as normal then, we've got some topics we can discuss. We actually did an Asian special last week. Mm -hmm. um, we had the, the great video and stuff and that nice little documentary. And it's just been announced today, I think, that Tai Lu has... Yesterday. Yesterday, was it? That Tai Lu have obtained their European visas. So they're actually able to spend uh, this entire year going to European competitions, having boot camps. I think they kick things off at Inferno Online in Stockholm. Um, so that's kind of interesting, right? There's, there's this whole idea that the, the Asian team was coming uh, to Europe in general, and now they've actually obtained the, the visas. Matthew, uh, sorry, Chad, are you okay? Jesus Christ. What, who put this on the screen? Anyway, as per what you were saying, yeah. do you think this is direct correlation to your feature? It might be. Yeah, I, think I think we, we did it. We were the re they, what happened is the, the Chinese government saw our feature, realized how serious it was, yep. and then instantly signed off the visa. That makes sense. It does. Drop the bomb is, uh, is dropping bombs. I'm glad that you guys have that kind of influence with this podcast. Yeah, it seems like we're doing God's we're work. We're changing the world. Yeah, someone's got to do it for the better, you know? Yeah, definitely. So what are your thoughts, guys? Do we feel like this is the chance entirely to break into the top ten in the world? I think that this is huge. For them to come over, I, I mean, we said it when we saw them in, in, in Starlighter. We've said it in the past. They were invited to E-League, couldn't get there. They've been the team that is the closest in terms of raw skill and mechanics. There's no question. They've got accuracy. They don't have T-sides. That's something that they need to develop. And in order to yep. do that, they've got to find competition that's going to challenge them, that they can review. It, it's one thing to review a demo of a team and see, okay, that's what they're doing. Let's try and sort of mimic that but not every player is the same so you can't just put them in the same position you have to do it and see what fails review it identify that failure and make adjustments so if you just watch strats of navi and say okay well we can implement these until you actually do it against a team that's better than you now the european teams yep. you can't really adjust it and make it your own and now they've got a chance to do that and i think that's where they're going to start uh, to improve. i guess they can only go so far being in the asian scene right that's been the main discussion they yeah. play against vici what pretty much every month there's like a, a land final you see between those two and uh, it's still it's always like a little close game but that's always going to be the case right it's just uh who can adjust a little bit more just to have a bit of a surprise factor going into the next event i think it's great news like matt said incredibly skilled lineup i think the skill ceiling is incredibly high and they just need some um, more time actually practicing against these top teams i've shown they can beat them but we've seen it out of 
events time and time again. We had Malmo, uh, Starladder, where these guys came over and they were taking maps off top teams, SK Gaming, Navi. So they, they can compete with the absolute best in the world. They're just lacking a little bit more of that tactical depth, and I feel like that's actually going to be a really cool uh, development for 2017 especially. I really feel like they could break the top five. It's a pretty bold statement. I feel like it could happen, though. Whew, uh, it, they're going to have to attend a hell of a lot of events. Them getting the chance to boot camp is different from them playing in events, obviously, yeah. right? So they're going to get a chance to practice. Practice is a different environment, but first of all, their work ethic, I would argue, is better than any other team in the world, maybe bar SK. But even then, I would still say just the Asian work ethic is yeah, well, the best. We, we saw that in the feature last week as well. They wake up, they play, play for six, seven hours together, then they do demo review, and not only do they just review the demo, they then go back individually and work on what they're told they need to fix, or if there's an aim mechanic that they're not comfortable with, they go work on that yeah. in and out. And, and the other thing that goes with that, like you're saying, it's not even just the work ethic, it's the acceptance of it, and the acceptance of the fact that every generation knows what esports is. It's it's a it's an illustrious job in that sense. It's got the rapport, and, and people take it seriously. It's not just, oh, I'm a gamer, I'll go back to the real world after. It's yeah. You are a gamer. You have yeah. to you have to be there and make the effort. So it's, it, the grind isn't a grind for them. It's actually just part of it. So this is the first Asian team in CSGO this has ever happened to, right? In terms of 1.6, uh, Chad, you might be more familiar. Were they able to attend similar events and Same stuff like that? Same issues. I was just quickly perusing through Tyler's history yeah. and the events that they would win would be events in China. Like, right. so there's like IEM, Shanghai kind of thing in 2010. In 2009, they were able to win like more Chinese events. Like WEG was in China, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, most of the events that they could attend were in China or in a country that, you know, uh, is, where are we looking? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. WEG was China, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Sorry. like they went to the Arbol, oh, that's even Arbol at Asia. I was going to say the Arbol at Cup was in Kiev. I guess in 1.6, Asia was a lot more relevant in terms of the competitions. They had the big, like, st lots of stuff in Korea yeah. and China and uh, all sorts like that. So I guess we haven't really got that in terms of world-class events over there yet. We're getting more of them slightly. Obviously, we've got the miners coming out over there now, but it's still, in terms of world-class events, there's been uh, definitely a lack of them. So I guess that's a little bit of a problem for them actually getting to play against the top teams regularly. Well, I think the big one is, so this is a European visa, right? No. The thing that they need is the NA visa. If they want to do stuff. They get the NA visa and then they petition or get a chance to play in a wild card thing or whatever the hell we're going to do. And then Just an ESL fan vote. Make their way into <laughs> make their way into the NA Pro League. Yeah, and uh, the rest. That's where league. you want to be. That would be the, the perfect grind, right? Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. Maybe be located at NA. I'm not calling it the NA Pro League anymore. I it's called to. the. Uh, they had it as the Americas last night. On the yeah, graphics, it's going to so. have to be the world. The well, it's I, just the rest. I, I'm happy with the rest. The yeah. rest is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's a chance that even if they could get into Europe and get into Pro League, give them a wild oh, they card could. shot. Yeah, I like, think there's like, teams they could beat right now. Flip side. Yep. Penta. Yep. Hellraisers, maybe. Hellraisers are looking good at the moment. They are looking really good. And I have to say, by the way, Sticko DMs so goddamn much, it's insane. You've yeah. been battling him, haven't you? Yeah. Dude, every single time I join the DM server, which I do a lot because I just want to play for five minutes while I'm sitting in there, I'll join. It doesn't matter what hour of the day, he's in there. And he's top fragging every time. And he's just sitting there just, like, wrecking kids with an AK. It's like, how off? And then, and then he messages me and goes, all right, I, I know you like that I'm in here, but I'm leaving to go to school. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. You can Wait, go to school. Wait, school? Yeah, he's in school. He was like, I'm going to class now. It's like, all right, God good damn. luck. Yeah. He's, he's probably going to pull out his laptop in class and go back and into Keep fragging. That's an interesting topic. We saw them wreck Navi yesterday. That's yeah. kind of nuts, wasn't it? Navi seemed to be going further down the rabbit hole than expected. They must be copping a lot of shit right now, Navi. And, you know, you got to feel for them in the sense of they're going, we all expected them to be like the number one, number two team in the world off the yeah, back of this definitely. roster change. The and maybe, yeah, maybe that pressure, though, could be the issue. We're all expecting too much out of this roster straight away.
It hasn't yeah. been a long period of time, has it? What are we looking at? A month and a half? Uh, Starladder was the first event for them, and they only yeah. announced it maybe two weeks before that. Maybe okay. not that month, maybe ten days before that event. So what, mm. a month? Is it? No, it would have been a little more than ten days before that event, because it was before the start Pro League. It, it was basically... Oh, yeah, would the have middle have of the been. summer break, yeah, middle right. of August, mid, mid to end of August. Okay, so yeah, just when the break had finished. That's but they hadn't answer. played a lot yeah, because exactly. it was during the break, yeah. Right. So, so that, did, that's fair. They did a couple of Pro League games and then they went to the event, right? That yeah. was basically what happened. But uh, sure, it's definitely interesting. I, when I saw that lineup on paper, after the, the, the simple performance in the, in the majors and stuff like that, I thought, okay, this is it. This is the missing bit of firepower they need to become the number one team in the world. And so far, it's been pretty lackluster, I have to say. Like, they've, had, they've attended an event now and it seems like things are going from bad to worse. They were actually doing very well online before they went to that first event, that Pro League looked good. They're actually one of the strongest teams. I think they're six zero. All of yeah. a sudden, they come back from this event where they came pretty much dead last and go forward, and it's now actually getting worse. Like Hellraiser is a team. They're the, they're the team that's always like we look at it and go, okay, they're probably going to lose most of their games. They yeah. might get a map here or there. They might the have some good games. They might be in the <laughs> proverbial bin. But um, yeah, they, they seem to be playing amazingly well. The addition of Dead Fox has seemed to have reinvigorated after losing Oscar as well. It's very exciting to see them actually playing so well. Um, what was the scoreline? A 16-6 one of the maps was, and then I think 16-8. Yeah, I think uh, they were drubbing. So at 16 Five? Yeah, I think the first, it was 60. It was a 65. I don't remember this score, but yeah, it was pretty yeah, shocking. In terms of like simple performance in those games as well, he was like bottom of the score, but I think he got seven frags in the first game. Um, I'm, not really I'm, really curious. Much, but, I'm, yeah. I'm really curious. I may reach out to them privately, and, and, and it's not something I really want to report on because I'm sure it's something they don't want to talk about in a public and on the record manner. But I'm curious to see if Simple's attitude is, is still positive. I know he's been wanting to play in Navi forever, but you know. It, <laughs> Situations like this where they're not winning games and it's he's not playing well. Yeah, that's you, the formula for. Do you feel like he might be too caged at the moment? Now he's like he's got too much respect for him. He's doing exactly uh, what he's told. He's not just being let off the leash, and that that's that's the issue. He's not doing the, thing the stuff is, he normally does. I think he has does. to be slightly in this team. I think I think he has to have the moments where he, he, you know the team's on par and understand what he's doing. He's got to communicate it better. But I'm I'm more worried about the tilting. To answer your question, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. I want to see some more flair from him, but they also have Guardian who's flashy. Yeah. You know, and then you're, you're kind of raining in flaming. You can't have three players that are going to go nuts. Seize is the one I'm worried about. Really? Yeah, Seize, what? Taking, he, he's basically been shafted. Around, yeah. He's gone, all right, well, we now have a better secondary opera who will take all of your positions where you may have secondary opt before. Yep. The problem is, Seized only did it as like, okay, look, we've got a bit of money or maybe we need a change up and now I'll be a secondary orb. From the matches we've seen, it looks like Simple wants to get it up at the same time as Guardian and there was even a round in Cobble where he had it over Guardian. That was weird. But what we spoke about last night on the desk with uh, Guardian, he used to go between A and B with the orb on Cobble, right? So now he's mm -hmm. just completely yep. confined to the A side <clears> because if Simple's orbing, then he's obviously not going to his bomb site. So I think they need to start the game plan with one AWP, transition into two AWPs when it's yeah. necessary. It seems like he's taking that secondary AWP role a little bit too literally. It seems like every opportunity he's got, he's bringing it out every single time, regardless of how the T's are playing or how the rounds are going. Every round, it seems like they can get it, they're bringing it out. Yeah. And maybe that's actually a little bit to their downfall because Seized, he was more when it was necessary, when they had lots of money or they picked one up, he was like, okay, well, we can move this into the, 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 the setup now. We'll see what we can do with it. But now it just seems like they're buying it and that's affecting their money overall. Obviously, getting double AWPs from the most expensive buyers you can bring to the CT side. And yeah, it seems like that's one of the things they need to address. You need to work out when it's the time to bring out the double orb setup. Maps like Cobble especially, like it seemed like Hellraiser's had so much fun with that. As soon as the double orb were coming out, they're just doing the smokes onto the A site, sorry, onto the B site, and then just completely locking them out of the rotations. So, I don't know, how, and Navi is still very early days. Let's not, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. They still can adjust, they're still working things out. I mean, the good news is, this is, and this is what you're saying, it still is, the good news is that they didn't change the roles early. They yeah. got themselves the cushion in Pro League with six teams going through. They're still in a position where they can make the land and should, I won't say comfortably, 
should make the land. Yeah, they should. They, well, yeah, I hope. yeah, it's not statistically. No one's statistically safe, I don't think, even at the top right now, just based on the fact that everyone's got to play 26 games where some teams have le played less than that overall. Heroic. Have less a, than half of that, sorry, overall. Like so. Heroic, for example, still have to play, I think I was looking, it was eight games. One, two, three, four, five. No, still have to play six games. So that's six best of twos. They're only halfway through their season or just over halfway through their season. Yeah. So they, I mean, th anyway, the good news is that they did that, th th this rule changing late. Yeah. And it's given them a position where, okay, that's one land they don't have to worry so much about. And other than that, it's mostly invites beyond this. IEM Oakland is going to yep. be announced soon for invites. If some of them haven't already, you can check the website. I forget what they had on the announcement. Excuse me, New York already invites done. Mm -hmm. There's two qualification spots. They didn't have to worry about that. There's, there's, you know, they're, they're in a good position. It, it, for once, without a major coming up immediately, without a major pending around the next corner, they've got some time where they can work on yeah, this. So it's not, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Maybe going into New York this weekend, you say, okay, I'm a little bit worried for them, but it's a land, it's a different environment. Yeah. Simple seems to come to light. And oddly enough, I think there'll be a bit of a home crowd advantage for Simple in the fact that yeah. North America is definitely behind him. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's still a lot of cheering and support for him at this event. Yeah, I think so. Have we got the final qualifier spot enabled? Yeah, I think it's between it's Optic and, and Cloud9. Cloud right? yeah, it Cloud should be Cloud9. They wrecked, uh, they wrecked TSM the other day. I think now, yeah, as we're saying, this, that one last match to do. I'll see if I can bring it over here. Yeah, bring up, the, bring up IEM Oakland as well, just because that's, uh, that's the other big event that's... Uh, I don't know. If, has it been announced for that stuff yet? It's, the dates are announced, obviously, but I don't know if the teams are. It'll be on the website. I seem to remember... Well, I've seen somewhere some of the, 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 the spots, but... I know four of them are. Oh, so okay. there you go. There's Oakland, and I know Is that, that the there's the same teams. Pretty much. Uh, Intel Extreme Masters go to the Bay. It's the same teams. After, it is the same teams. Yeah, because it's not San Jose. It's oh no, wait, Nip instead of Fnatic. Yeah, and not only that, there's also qualification spots up for grabs through the I by Power Cup. I was told. Okay, that's so strange. So yeah, that is kind of weird that they get those listed without who uh, put that there. I left that there last night. I apologize. You're lucky uh, it doesn't have water in it because that is a, uh, a wiring <laughs> a hub and a soundboard and yeah. I normally clean up dead. after myself. Uh, last night I was a little bit tired. That's fine. I'll, uh, I'll accept. Yeah, okay. So anyway, I am Oakland aside. Uh, New York is, um, is, I mean, they're already there. So they've just got to go in and, and shift gears for land, I guess. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a fair statement? I mean, we see Virtus Pro do that all the time. Yeah, so, absolutely, right? Oh, did you see the tweets last night? They're going to have a very important team talk. Who, who said that? Uh, seized, I think he really? said it. A yeah. very important team talk. A very talk. important team talk. So I guess yesterday while watching, now this is speculation, purely speculation, but it looked like at certain points there was definite tilt. Like the way that they were just approaching situations, it was just throwing their body on the line and hoping for the best. It didn't look like they were playing like... That's just my perspective. I have no idea if that was the case, but I, right. I was. Uh, I think we've already kind of mulled over the, the tilting side of things, but I don't think it's just him. They've been known to be a fiery team in the past, right? Definitely, they've been no. known to be one yeah. of the most emotional. Flamey, teams in the Flamey internalizes a lot. Yeah, he's. Uh, you'll see him kind of do the uh, Alex Machine Richardson, and then. He's on the other end of the desk because I'd probably he'd go like this, and I'd just go like this. Like yeah. that's every, enough. I look at him every time he's doing it. I'm still playing. Just smashing the desk. Yeah. Please not do that. You mess my aim up. <laughs> yeah. What a fuck the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he is a bit of a fuckboy. Yeah, but... Uh, um, he's a nice fuckboy, though. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's a generous-hearted fuckboy. 
If you're watching, hello. Hope you're well. No, but so, I mean, it, it, Flaming Tez internalized. Obviously, seized, or, uh, Zeus, excuse me, was probably the loudest yeah, the of the ragers. So. He was, he, you could see it. it wasn't even like he definitely yeah. didn't internalize it. Every pause they get, he was oh, just there. It's going absolutely wild at the team. And that, sometimes that's good. Like sometimes if you do see big mistakes and you don't want to stop people doing it, sometimes shouting isn't the worst thing to do. But uh, obviously, too much of it's going to wreck the morale of the team and they're not going to be in a good place. It's, it's a fine balance between having the iron fist and uh, being. A bit I did of a one time in Source, it was like yeah. a, my teammates it was like a eco, and in Source it was much easier to win your anti ecos, yeah. right? And my teammates they um they left me in like a one v four situation. I just fucking raged them. I was like, you fucking retards! If you do that shit to me again, I'm gonna fucking knock you all out. Like, cause like I was just tilted because we were the best team, yeah. and they're just playing like morons. I just fuck, and then I ruined like they all they all fucking I shut them one? all down. It was at LAN. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Go on. Sometimes though, sometimes like I shut it. It was bad though. I shouldn't have done it. I've always said as an in-game leader, you have to be a manager. It's like understanding if you have a staff, you know, you need to know the personalities. Yeah. If you've got the, 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 the boasting, ostentatious worker, you've kind of got to be a dick to him to get through his thick, dense head. But if you've got the sensitive guy who gets very upset that his own performance is low, you've got to encourage him, right? You've got to say, dude, I like what you did, but maybe just try and do it a little bit different. Whereas with the other guy, you go, what the fuck was that? Fucking kill the guy next time or whatever, you know what I mean? So you kind of got to balance it. But occasionally there's just that time when just yelling... To give them that shock factor does work. It's the same with like uh, personal trainers, right? For exercise, they got to work out how they can uh, get the most out of their the motivation. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't know anything about exercise. Sorry, right. we'll go for another walk today. Walk. That's uh, that's exercise these days, boys. Nice little walk in the sun. Yeah, get lovely weather in Cologne. So yeah. why not? Do we have time for a walk today? We yeah, we live. do. We got time. Yeah, right. We got time. We got time. Okay, well cool. then, in terms of the subjects we've got, we did touch on Envious and Gfinity uh, in the last. Just quickly video. before we switch gears. Go on. We do have some giveaways today. We do actually. Yes, mm. we do the formalities now. We'll, we'll do them. Yeah, let's let's do them. I mean, this is the last show, so we should yep. uh, we should definitely pay uh, pay some credit to those that have earned it throughout the season and made this possible. Yep. Um, season one, like I say, six episodes. It's been a huge undertaking. It's been a lot of work. We've 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 done some features. You guys and you and Tom went to Stockholm on your own at yep. one point amidst our busy schedule to. Uh, to do some additional content. We've had features on Ents, Alu, Get, uh, not Get Right. We, had, we have one coming from Daisy. Right, right, right. Get Right was in the Lecro yep. one. That's right. And maybe you Get Right sooner or later. Uh, and then Semler and obviously the Agency S1 last week. So we've had lots of different stuff. Um, yeah. It's been a massive undertaking. Tom's done a tremendous job this year, but all of this wouldn't have been possible, whether buying equipment, flying around to these events, getting hotel rooms for, for the third member that's not you know considered a talent part of the, the event. None of it would have been possible without the sponsors and what they've been able us to do. First and foremost, I mean, Space Jam's been easy going you know that's that's what we wanted right we had lots of offers from like lots of corporate companies and they said oh you have to do the show like this it has to be named this and we didn't really want that we wanted it to be our own product right yep. so they've allowed us to do that be in our show i think we've accomplished that i don't think we've sold out too much i think there has to be some sort of mention <laughs> to sponsors. No, I mean, thing we're, 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 out, we're close every yeah. now and then but it was important to do but yeah, so like, oh, like they said like, this content doesn't exist about these guys so it's just just, just quickly yeah space jam twitch Darken, Fnatic gear, they've all been sensational. You've seen that we're doing a giveaway today for Fnatic as well. We're giving away a Rush keyboard. That's already closed. There's going to be an old clip for the winners of that. That's uh, Defend the Rush. Darken, that's all we have today. So I'm not sure how we're going to do it. We've got three t-shirts to give away. I'm hoping the we ones are in, in the chat. chat. If we have got someone in chat that can do that every, we do. every 20 minutes. We do. Cool. It's um, Unfun Mid she can just probably do it. To say. Unfun Mid can do it, but no, no, no. It's got to be the person that's logged into the channel, ideally. Okay. Um, so where did I go? Social I media lady. Yeah, uh, she said she was going to do them at uh, four minutes from now. Okay. So she'll announce them on the the, the channel um, account name. So you'll see Drop the Bomb TV in chat when she announces them. She'll give you the keyword. You guys go nuts. 
We'll try and spot it, see the winner, and I'll announce it. We're going to do three shirts. Uh, this is going to be... One of them. Well, this, not ex this exact one, but this is the design that the first two will be. I like that. Yeah, it's not bad. I'll wear that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty chill. Apparently, the Korean at the bottom is upside down, just to be, I think, uh, a little bit... Hipster. Hipster, yeah. Why not? So this one's pretty cool. It's got the patch on the side, too, so you can buy the different patches and just put it on the sleeve. Woo! We get a close-up. Which camera's that? That one. So, uh, yeah, there you go. And then we'll do two of these, and then the third one we're going to give away is the, uh, the Sadokis shirt that I'm wearing with my stats on it that we're all going to sign. Oh, we're giving away so, that specific one. Yes, let's nice. do it. It's all right. We just learned about this. This is exciting. Yeah. I washed it. It's fine. I'll wash it again. No, I don't wash it. It's better when like. it smells juicy. Uh, okay, the winner can decide if they want me to wash it or not. That's a good That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. some people would have been into the musk and see what you actually smell like. Yeah, winner so. can decide if you want my smell on it or not. I uh, I don't recommend it, but uh, it's up to the winner. So that's what we'll do. Um, they'll uh, they'll make that clear in chat. We'll get the three words out. We'll do the last one right at the end as a thanks for the season. But obviously that brings us to the next point. Our second sponsor, Darkin, has been awesome this year, uh, enabling us. Same thing. Just do what you want. Get it done. Roll the ad at the start. And other than that, you're on your own. And, uh, I mean, they've done a lot of cool things in, in gaming between the patch. I think the patch is really cool because they're going to do some more customization with that. Uh, down the line to commemorate certain events or certain rounds or you know occurrences in the game whoops kind of like stickers that you can buy and and uh, and and you know that could be your favorite round or whatever it is or player for yeah. example i know they've got some new ones coming out soon um so they've been awesome and they blew the line i think between fashion i wear them proudly anyone who knows them knows i'm a gamer anyone who doesn't it's just a stylish t-shirt and that's that's the way it should be it's pretty cool you can be proud to wear gaming gear so there we go i think the first one's rolling right now and the code is i don't know maybe people are just fucking spamming it <laughs> that could be a definite possibility. While we're on the topic about smelly clothes being used for giveaways, yeah. I remember hearing that prisoners buy used underwear and you can sell like ladies' panties. That's big in Japan, actually. Yeah. There's actually vending machines on the streets That's of Tokyo. That's just fucking creepy. Oh, used ones? The street, yeah, vending machines on the streets of Tokyo. You can buy used women's underwear that's actually got the smell on it. Oh, and, you uh, did that, didn't you, Henry? I did not. I did not. But oh, I here we go. It. There's, the market that's is ripe just with eager creepy. customers and the panty seller has plenty of room to set up her price point some used panty collections have sold for more than two hundred dollars so there you go that's exciting yeah so there's a business for everything in there absolutely yeah. i'm gonna start there's all the weirdos in the world who spend money yeah. on what they like i know? wouldn't buy that i'll sell locks of my hair like justin bieber did was it justin bieber no who did that i can't remember who did that i'll do it speaking of it let's make it as ugly as possible How today there we look go at my cow look it does you need to get a haircut still. Um, obviously, the other one that's been... This is atrocious. That, that, that's been a huge supporter of us. Actually, we did, we did a giveaway for them this week. We'll get to that at the Fnatic, end as well. Yeah. But Fnatic Gear, the keyboard is uh, incredible. That's their claim to fame. But the guy who won the mouse earlier in the year, the, the, uh, the Flick, has also been uh, tremendously enjoying that. I know he's tweeted a lot saying he's, uh, he's loved the mouse. And uh, Fnatic, same thing. No obligations aside from... Have the logo on the stream, and the rest is up to you. Have fun. They even told us you can roast Fnatic when they're deserving of it, which, by the way, they're not. They were doing very good doing as of late. Well. And I think there's a talking point there with what Wenton said in the interview the other day with, uh, with Fragbite um, and, uh, and obviously Twitch as well. Mm, yeah. Because Twitch is the best bitch. Twitch is life. They look after us very nicely. They do. They make sure I get drunk. <laughs> what? Yep. They do. The after parties at every event, there's a Twitch after party. It's not they directly make sure I get drunk. After but they... parties for me are networking opportunities because yeah, I want too. to further me myself. Yeah, me too. I just don't remember who I networked with. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all the business out of the way. Yeah. Good job, everyone. Thanks. <clears throat> so the point we was on next was... Wait, what about my sponsors? Okay, who do you want to shut up? If they conflict with any of ours, you're not allowed to say them. Uh, I buy power. For giving me this free T-shirt at uh, I buy that's power nice last, last, last <laughs> year. That was for the game that you lost 0-16 to Luminosity, yeah, right? Yeah. So this is to commemorate that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> Are you giving it away on this stream? 
Uh, no. Is there any t-shirt you've got that's Mate, a strunk, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all you've got true. going on right now. Uh, Dark and are going to send me some stuff, right, Matt? They probably will. They are, actually. Peter talked to me yesterday. He said, we will make sure Sponge is well taken care of. They know you can't do laundry. Yeah, I need a new shirt every day, so. Giveaway is over. So, all right, she'll let us know uh, yeah, boom, who, boom. Uh, who won the uh, the first one, and I'll, I'll notify you via my uh, cool phone that's uh, on the desk. Do you guys know the more you spam the same thing in chat, the more entries you get? No. Don't, don't do that, chat. That guy. Don't Come do on, that. Chad. The giveaway is officially over. On with the subjects. Envious at Gfinity you were going to bring up. This is a good one. I think we... We've touched on this a bit. Yeah, we, we kind of discussed everything they were in the semi-final live when we did the show last time. Yep. So let's talk about that tournament as a whole. Chad, could you concentrate, please? I am. Fucking I'm focusing Aussies, what mate. you're saying, and all I remember is Happy's face while lifting the trophy. Happy's always happy. Have a fucking smile, can't. Let's no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring up. Let's bring up the res all the results. Let's I can't. Let's I can't. Like, you should, you're right. Um, let's do this one. So it was Epsilon, Godsent, uh, Mouse Sports, and uh, Envious overall, right? Yeah. And uh, in terms of an event, it's not the traditional sort of uh, like eight teams, 16 teams. It was four only. One game a day, best of five. Um, Chad, what are your thoughts on best of five? Do you think it's one of the things that brings more to the table or less in terms of uh, fatigue and stuff? How for, a show match, find it? for a show match, like what they did there, yeah. it's basically what this event was. Uh, I like it because, you know, there's limited teams. The matchups are very important. A best of five is a great way to determine who was better in the overall series. If you lose a best of five, you can't say you're the better team. You lost on three out of five True. maps. It's one game a day as well, so yeah. I guess it's not like a huge task. In yeah. terms of that so stuff. you can concentrate for it, you can prepare for it. You There's seven maps in the pool. Do you think that that, that best of threes, in saying that, what about best of five, the best of threes aren't indicative of who the better team is? So a best of... A best of three. It's I feel more about could, the Vita. Could, yeah, there's a lot more strategy in the Vita, whereas a best of five is just who is better on the maps. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what the maps are. So presumably you're playing one, five one, which is better for Counter-Strike overall? I think for a grand final, for a hundred... Uh, what, what's the fucking major now? Five hundred? Five hundred thousand. Well, million dollar prize. I reckon a major grand final should, should be, be a best, best of five. five. I think a lot of people are calling for that, actually. Yeah. Because it's the Especially it's the, the grand major, final. you should be the best team. It's the grand final. Yeah, we normally only have one game a day on the Sunday, right? That's yeah. it. So mm -hmm. we, we do the semis before, then we have like a show we match. We do a show match, and then which uh, normally I dominate. Yeah, that's true. Why is that fucking show match a thing? Is that I just so you guys can get promotion. fucking camera time? No, it's, no it's, not for, it's not us. It's it's not a thing that we do. They usually use us because players aren't always, if they're not in the tournament at that point, they're tired they're and don't necessarily want to do it. But it's a promotion thing for sponsors okay. and just view time. I mean, they've got the arena booked out. They've got the stages sitting yeah, there. They've true. got the stream running. You might as well have some entertainment. Yeah, you only got one game a day, right? So you want to make more of a spectacle. It's supposed to be a little fun, too. <clears throat> okay. they're, they're normally like, I think most people enjoy them. I don't think it's part of the... It's Except for when I get wrecked by Henry G and Moses, but yeah. and Kenny S is the worst player on my team every time. So I'll carry you from now on, Matt. Okay, let's do it. Are uh, you going to be part of the show matches now, Chad? Well, if I get invited to the good events, I'll see what I can do. Thanks. Yeah, we'll, we'll pull the strings. We'll pull some strings. How, uh, so how's that gag reflex? Uh, There's a little trick to that vomit, to increase it. Vomit free since '93. Oh, Alex and I have been using this trick nice. where you, uh, you put your thumb in the, your th your fist like this, you get a better gag reflex. Yeah, try that. We can give it a shot. We'll see if we can get you to those big events, Chad. He's practicing right now by uh, putting coffee down there. I'd be aware of coffee because the stuff is shit. Gfinity. Okay, there were three games overall. It's kind of weird to have a land when you think there's only three games played, right? So it was, guess, kind of a show match. I think they invited a lot of teams, and whoever was up for it, they got to come. Um, in terms of the, the lineups, so you got Godsent, Epsilon, Mouse Wars, Envious. Oh, I think the, the, 
the one that sticks out the most is probably Epsilon. Been doing great this year in terms of their ascendance, but probably not on par with these big names, especially after losing uh, the in-game leader. And Barbar was brought on. I think he's the in-game leader, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. You've bar, been a big bar, fan of Epsilon. Bar, bar. I have been a big fan yeah. of Epsilon. I've been a big fan of Pixel Fire as well for, for the same sort of reasons, that the minor was kind of an avenue to success for them. It was a you know, a tool by which they could improve, and they've shown that. Obviously, Disco Doppler now is on M uh, Epsilon. He didn't really come through that system, but Dead Fox certainly yeah. did. He's been playing excellent on Hellraisers. And Barbar -Bar going into this team, as you say, brings a little bit of leadership after Zelos went out, and I think he brings a little more firepower than Zelos has, which if you can still you know, maintain leadership, whether it's a different style or not, but bring in some firepower, it's worth it. So they kick them off against MVS. They actually managed to take a map off them as well. From what I heard, I didn't actually get to watch that game. I think, like I said, we're doing this. Um, but uh, they, there was, they put up a good show. They got an overtime on cash, and they beat them on Cobblestone, where apparently MVS screwed up at their T side slightly. It looked like uh, they, they made a lot of mistakes. But still, taking a map off MVS and then having an overtime as well, that's not a bad show for their first event with that lineup. Barbar calling as well. Um, uh, you still think they've got the same sort of bright future ahead of them we saw a few months ago? I do actually. I yeah. mean, they still have the two core players, in my opinion, which yeah. which are obviously Draken on the AWP. He's pretty flashy at Doppers. times. He's pretty consistent, and Disco Doppler is absolutely Doppers. insane. Uh, just quickly, MTB Mountain Bike King. MTB King is the winner of the uh, the first one. Mountain Bike King, that's nice. Oh, I know, I like fans. mountain bikers. Yeah, Sadokus fans be like, my VPP's been fixed, my mountain bike is finally uh, back together so I can go do some downhilling when I get home. If the, well, it's going to be covered in snow by the time I get home. I'll, did you I'll get, pull out did, the fat bike. Did the company step up and pay for it for you? Yeah, they did. Nice. That's may good. or may not have forged a receipt, but it's fine. If you are watching, he's joking. You know I what, am joking. You know what's really weird about the match versus Epsilon? What? Was, uh, old mate Doplin. Oh, yeah? He, uh... He didn't played really well. well. Oh, he did play well. He was the only player to go positive. But that's not weird in the sense, obviously, he was just I mean, playing for Nip and stuff. But, yeah. um, like, he was the only one who's really consistent across all of the maps. There was only, like, Nuke that he kind of dropped off a bit, but they all kind of struggled on Nuke. So Epsilon did lose 3-1 to open it up. That pretty much, you win one game in the grand final as right? so two, uh, two teams either side of the bracket. Yeah. So MVS did pretty well to get 3-1 versus them. And on the other side, we had Godsend. This is another talking point. This is this night, Yeah, let's talk about this. I made the tweet, there is no God if they are from God because they are terrible They got pretty right stomped now. by Mass as well. 16-2 on Overpass. Um, did go to overtime on Dust2, but it's Dust2. That's the, that's the freestyle map. Yeah, right. And 16-5 on Mirage, the map they did win. They opened things up by winning the first yeah. map, and it was cash. So you think, okay, Godsend are back, and then they get stomped on the next two. And they did go overtime on one as well. But still, um, Godsend, what do we think about this team overall? Everyone said when the Fnatic Godsend shuffle came in, everyone was speculating Godsend got the better bargain overall. They seemed like they, they get the spot for the Major. They've got three of the original core as well. Pronax is back at the helm. Everyone's saying they're going to be the one straight away to the top. And so far, it's been nothing but disappointment. They haven't qualified to E-League against attacks. Um, they dropped out of Starladder. Um, it's been a pretty horrible affair for them online as well. They've just lost this event. Dead last. Well, I say dead last. They, they lost the mouse sports to kick things off at Gfinity. You might as well call it dead last. You if, might you're as not, well. if you're not first, you're last. True. It's just uh, one of those things, right? But still, yeah. godsend overall. So, legendary players, right? Some of the best players and part of the, the original lineup has probably been the most dominant we've ever seen in CSGO. And now they're coming to events and although... Mouse Sports are certainly getting better with the addition of Oscar. He had a pretty horrible tournament overall. Um, Nico seemed like he completely yeah. blasted him in terms of the stats. But uh, yeah, what do we think about Godsend overall? Do we feel like it's a similar sort of situation to Na'Vi where we're waiting for them to sort everything out? Or is it just purely just this isn't working for them? Like, I, I expected them being somewhat familiar with Pronax's calling style and familiar with each other, all except for Crims have played together before. Yeah. They've won a major together before. <laughs> Devil Walk being the one that was part Missing of that lineup out. that's not now in Crims's 
that that person, that fifth. Um, I expected them to at least be somewhat decent out of the gate. Of course, there's going to be a period of time when they've got to work together and improve, and there's going to be some struggles, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. This is shocking. I mean, Pronax is usually very good, even with the previous lineup, at putting people in positions where they are built to succeed. Yep. You know, putting them in a position of success and saying, this is what you need to do very simply, and if you do that, we'll pick up rounds. And, and they're not even doing that. And I, 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 the question I have is, do they have the work ethic right now? Are they really going to dig that deep? These these are guys that have been so used to winning for so long, and, and, and it's been proven in the past with all kinds of athletes. But when you're that used to winning and you have to dig down and start over again, it's very tough mentally to do. Yeah. A lot of people are speculating that uh, we're Pronax the in-game leader sort of thing. Like, uh, I speak to a lot of the pro players, right, and they, they, may, they actually suggest that Pronax isn't the absolute godlike master you might think he is. Like, with all those timeouts and stuff, when they come back from uh, taking yep. a timeout and they win the round, mm -hmm. you have to think back to them. It's not like he's caught some sick tactic. That's why, like, they'll come back and Olaf Meister comes in and just go, runs it up a platform and cobble yep. and just come really wrecks everyone. It's not like a tactic you call, but people use that as like, oh, every time he takes a timeout, he comes up with the perfect strategy. That's as them just going, we've got the world's best player on your team, right? That's like, okay, do you want to go kill some people and see what you can do? And he does it. Doesn't that, that's not an amazing <laughs> strategy. That's just him going wild and around, right? Yeah. And that happened a lot of times with the Fnatic. Obviously, when you have Olaf something like that to fall back onto, when all else fails, let's just go loose and see what Olaf can do. Um, if it seems like he's got a lot of work to do here, the lineup's not really synergizing as well. Um, Schneider looks like he's struggling overall. Like, he seems consistently bottom of the scoreboard. For someone yeah. like him, supposed to be well, one of the big fraggers of the game. And was it at Malmo? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. It just seems like a, we a weird scenario. I haven't watched enough of them to really comment on the, the setups and the the, the, the kind of uh, formula they're going with here. But still, the, the results speak for themselves overall. Like the whole E League debacle as well. They were out of land. They were all five in the room against. It's an online game, sure, against attacks. But still, you could see how. Well, um, Germans, German fans be like <laughs> German internet fans. Um, I don't know. It's it's just a lots of weird results. I get God send this team versus alternate attacks. Who I don't. I, if they are in the top twenty, they're very. Uh, the, the very bottom end of it, right? Like losing to them, that's a nuts result. Like, uh, I guess it's another thing. They're going to, are these guys coming to New York? God said, no. no. They're, they're going to nothing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have nothing on as, the calendar. As deserved right now, to be honest yeah, with the you. Thing, the thing is, though, they have to play in Premier, right? To get into to the next Just season. Right. Of, oh, yes, yeah, so that's another one. They're not in Pro League. Yeah, they're not, not in E-League. E -League. Yep. Not going to New York. No events coming up. Dropped out of the events they've been to. Dead last of Gfinity, so it's not going well. No, but yeah. so the thing is, the good thing I think is they get a chance now to grind up. They're going to be playing lower tier teams in the in the Premier League in EU, you know, and they have to come up with something new. They have to kind of revitalize themselves. Um, I I don't see how the team can't be successful, you know. Like I know what you're saying about Pronax and stuff, and he had Olaf, but before he had Olaf, yep. he had this exact team, like we said, minus Grim's plus sure. Walk, and he used to make fantastic. Mid-round calls. Mm -hmm. His mid-round calls on the CT side and T side were based off of he would just do defaults and then he'd get the perfect read off the information his teammates gave him and he'd always make the right decision. That was the thing which I always admired about him. When they were down in a 4v5 situation on the CT, he'd call like a random, like on Inferno, he used to call a like three-man banana push just mm -hmm. when they would lose him. And that's something you'd never expect. It's something which I stole and started doing myself quite a lot. That was a good little move. So, Bronax did take what? How long was his break? Like six months? No, no, it wasn't that long. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty quick. It was like maybe two, three, I oh, think. So tops. it wasn't very long. Okay, well, it, I was gonna... it, it was originally 1337 was what they started right, as, which it? had yeah. Devil Walk. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. had Squeeton maybe for yeah, a bit. Yeah, it was that sort of lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then yeah. Shuffle 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 Yeah, it was maybe a bit more than three months. It was around that sort of period. No, I think it was only, for the time you left Fnatic to join 1337, it was only about a month and a half, I think. So Yeah, that would have taken a longer break. 
Oh, did well, you quit? Yeah, you well, you did that, so it's yeah. fun. It's a better decision, guys. Yeah, but no. we all know that quitters never win and winners never quit, Chad. I'm happier now, so I don't want to kill myself it's anymore. It's true, actually. Um, <laughs> it's good. I'm, glad. I'm proud of you. I'm proud just, of you. Just to touch on your I, have, I do remember seeing Chad, by the way, in some pretty bleak moods. We walked through the streets of Gangnam in Korea, and I've never seen someone so depressed and somewhere so bright and vibrant. That's the thing, like, that place is like an amusement park. I was smiling in here, and Chad's just... We'd always be at a lot of events with Chad, but like, yeah. if he was after the event, I just didn't want to approach oh. him. Like, he always just looked so yeah. sad. It's just like, well, there's another event, nice that, was, him, there's but, another uh, event <laughs> that was way worse. I won't bring it up. But what? I had to sit beside you at the bar for, I, well, I thought I was being, you guys probably being a drunken idiot and you were getting annoyed with me, but. Was that in Korea? No, that was in uh, Columbus. Oh, yeah, that was really bad. Yeah. It's okay. I love really, That was really bad. We were here for you all along. It just the took you a while the, to see the light that the we are the team you needed. The buildings went high enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, um, yeah, let's move on. Okay. Well, the final, Mouse Sports versus Envy, the exciting match. This, right, this, this is the, the crescendo of everything. So. I guess the headline, the note I'm making is that Envious, sure, they're definitely not to where they they're were. They're back. No, they're not back yet, but they're coming oh. back. Slowly but surely. It's okay. coming back. All right. um, it seems like Apex is finding some form finally. He's been very yeah. quiet the last few yeah. months. And uh, Kenny S, he seems to be returning happy. He's like kind of adjusting his role and actually being influential in the rounds and proactive instead of sitting back the whole time. Uh, it seems great overall. And they're winning an event. I think that's a big milestone for them in terms of the comeback. Uh, as a whole, like they haven't given up, they're not changing rosters like a lot of teams would in these sort of slumps. They've stuck with it, and you have to admire that to some extent. You have to feel like, well, okay, they're not giving in, they're not throwing in the towel just yet. They had to attend an event with six, uh, was that uh, six? Star Star yeah, yep. yeah, Starlet. Um, so that was a, a rough time. Just they're coming back, they have to go in with a Merc, but uh, it seems like they're, they're doing okay a now. A what? A mercenary. mercenary. Oh. I know it's a, it's a Henry G thing, is it? Yeah, I, everyone calls it a sub or a ringer. Really? Oh, we've always called it a Merc. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, we you, used to UK, call them. You speak in London. London fans be like. We used to call them sluts. Oh, that's probably that's actually, actually that's kind of true. Official term, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what we used to. Pretty like, it was like when you needed an extra player. Like uh, you'd, in IRC, you'd go, "Oh, looking for a slut now." Da 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 da. Fucking Aussies. That could be interpreted in many oh, ways. I know, but <clears> this is when I was like a kid. So the funniest situation of using a word like that out of Speaking context. Speaking of which, whatever happened to IRC? That just dropped off the face of the planet. Well, it should have. It was a shit program. What it did was great, but it was a shit program. All right, I don't know if you uh, spent anywhere near as much time doing your topics on IRC as I did, but I was a fucking gun at that stuff. <laughs> I guess when social media came in, like everyone does their matchmaking through Facebook now. Like that's you have these top invite groups. Yeah, where, yeah. Uh, everyone does it through there. I'm never invited to those. Uh, I just want to be a yeah. fly on the wall. Okay, well that's probably why you're not invited. Okay, fair enough. They don't want you spying on them. That's what I want to do. Yeah, and then I want to bring it and drop bombs. Can I just note? One thing on all three of these maps, these are all three maps that you consider envy maps: Cage, Cobble, and Dust Two. Yep. And the uh, dynamic duo of Kenny and Apex topped the stats for their team on all three of those maps. It was the two of them. Now here is the issue with this squad: if those two players aren't firing, they're fucked. Well, yeah, if two of your players are off, you're always going to struggle. No, no, right? no. But they carried like. Yeah. Happy had more frags on, on Cage, but when you look at the disparity between the top players and the bottom players, Devil and MBK across all the series were down the bottom. I know yep. they do the more supporty role type things, but... I don't accept that anymore from Devil. They give him a chance to play a different role. No, but okay, so when, when somebody's getting all the frags, it's hard to share them around, right? Like you have to, you have to say that's a thing, but... Right here, unless we go back and we watch the demo and we look at how the situations unfolded, if it was just Apex and Kenny running in and killing everybody and then the round ended, then fine. But if it was situations that, you know, Devil and MBK, they were giving away deaths and then Apex and Kenny had to go up huge and do retakes and shit, that's not fine. And like we said, we didn't get to watch this because we were doing work here. So it's hard for us just looking at the stats to know 
how the situation went down. But that's the thing you got to think about. Which way was the match? Was it them running in, doing all the work, or yeah, was it them yeah, yeah. Was having to recover for everybody else? Yep. I get what you're saying. So we can't comment hugely, but we yeah. can say it's promising. Sure. I, well, that, that's the thing in, in general, is the result is promising. There's no question that considering the slump that they were in, they win Collusion Apoka, they're the major champions, back on top of the world, and sorry, guys, you go out twice in groups with 0-2 scores. You just yep. bomb out of the next two majors. You go out dead last in a number of tournaments at the start of 2016. They still only won two tournaments this whole year. I mean, it's it's. What's it's, the second one? I can't remember, but it, I know there's been two. Uh, it may have been. I'm sure we can look it up. I'll, I'll look in the. We were probably there because God knows we were everywhere. Yeah. Um. I know that HLTV said it's the second tournament they won in 2016. Yeah, sure. It would have been the. Was there two G Infinities this year? No. No, well, this is the first. Maybe not. Oh, maybe it's maybe it's sorry. Maybe it's the f second tournament they've won in the last 12 months. Being Cluj, the other one. Right. Yeah, it that was November, that. but that was November 2015. So yeah. So that could be. Oh, no, was it November? No. Yeah, it was November. Yep. They, the first week in November last year. They won game show. Yeah, right. Global yeah, so that's, that's within a year. Yeah. Right, so, so last. So it's the first win since Cluj. Which one did you have? What is game show? Oh yeah, that's the other one. It was. I don't know who was there though. That's not that relevant. That was okay. Actually, it was all right. Dignitas, Cloud Nine. This is before the Cloud9 change? Yeah. Yeah, so that was with Slimdog. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah Astralis, CLG, Cloud9, Dignitas, Flipside, G2. They won 80 grand. What the fuck? Yeah, that's not bad. I don't even remember that tournament. <laughs> oh, I do. This was the one that was on a Zubu. It was in Lithuania. Yeah, that explains yes, it all. That's the one. Yeah, that's, that's the one they won. I don't even remember that tournament until right now. A so, Zubu they won that fans Lithuania. Like. Yeah, Zubu TV. What is that? Um, they, they won that event. So, they won two in 2016. <laughs> um, Point is, it, it, it's it's it, a, f a very improvement, b big improvement and upward swing in comparison to where they were just two months ago. And and Pro League's been testament to that as well, that there's been improvement. Now it's online CS, sure, but they still have to collect wins against decent teams, yeah. all of which are on the same playing field. And uh, and they're doing that. I don't think they're, I wouldn't rate them in the top five yet, nowhere near. Well, not, I wouldn't say nowhere near, but I might put them on the back end of the top 10 at this like point if they continue eight, to climb. Nine, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely an upward step. And, uh, and with Astralis falling off and... The inconsistency of the Danish teams, et cetera. There's, there's opportunities to capitalize on lands at this point in time for them. So it's, it's the right direction. I just want to put something in perspective for everybody watching right now because what, a lot of the people who like will watch this stuff back and they might be the age of 14 or younger might think that we're just picking on these teams and then that's all right to do so. The thing is, with all these squads, we talk about Na'Vi in depth. People in past talk Nip in depth. You know, we're now talking about Envy. These are all great teams, right? The thing that we're, the reason that we're criticizing them is because we expect a lot from yeah. what they have to offer. And it's not like, a, oh, they're fucking shit. It's, they're some of the best Counter-Strike players in the fucking world. It's just we expect them to be... And the thing is, not everybody can be in the top five teams in the world. There's going to be some teams that aren't. But from what you expect from what these teams have, you know, where they were and to where they are now, it's just interesting and it's, it, it's a talking point. This is the shit we got to do. And Envy, for me, are a team who you guys just said probably like around the eighth kind of place. Yeah. I don't think they fell too far from there. You, you know, like they were still, they, they weren't getting any results, but they were still a team, you know, who you couldn't count out. And I find that's the same with a lot of these teams. I was watching Na'Vi last night, and they were losing. They were getting slammed. But I was like, I never once counted them out of the match. I was like, at any given point, they could that's turn it around. Yeah, I was saying, so too, like, even if they get four rounds, you just know that there's always the potential to come back. It's not like they're, they're ever done or ever out of it. But uh, yesterday wasn't the case. They actually got yeah. battered, but still, they're, they're always a team that can bounce back. But uh, For anyone watching on full screen, Vape Nation in chat right now to, uh, to get the second of nice. this shirt. 
So you're giving two away, two of those shirts two of these away. away. Can Which, I get one of them? Uh, Jeff, can I, get one of them? Uh, I have an extra one of these here. That no, you no, probably but have. I'm probably too fat. Medium. I need a large. I think. I have a large of the glitch shirt. I can show you the glitch shirt. I have it. No, we'll I check it out. It. Yeah. Um, so this is number two, and the third one will be my shirt. Cool. Okay. So Vape Nation in chat, there's one minute left. Nice. So probably about 30 seconds I now. see a lot of spam going on in there. So Vape it's, it's popular. It's popular. Phase okay. up, Vape, Vape Nation. Vape phase. Right then. Well, Why do I always, whenever I give the finger, I go with my face. I always give this stern face as well. I can't just go. It's got to be. <clears throat> I don't even. That wasn't right. Well. The next topic is for sports fans around the world. Mm. 76ers. Uh, yeah. Sports fans. I can't, uh, from what I've heard, not a very successful. Yeah, they used to be. They used to be all right. They had Allen Iverson for a number of years. But um, as of this, this season, right? But like uh, basketball shit, no one watches, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So Just kidding. I like, it's, it's one of the biggest sports in the world, right? Uh, yes. Well, not really. I don't really get behind it. It's, but, uh, it's just not something you'd play in Australia, but no, I, I was kind of being facetious when I said that. Look, the 76ers are a well-established organization, yeah. and for them to come into esports is, is an important thing. Let's focus on what matters. Can we? I don't, I'm probably going to... Someone's going to come and fucking kill me. But we'll talk about this. The incestual thing that is WMEIMG. Now, do we all know who, what WMEIMG owns? Why didn't you tell us? They own E-League. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they're partnered with TBS yep. to own E-League, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was, Face it Studios, I remember reading that. Face It Studios. They own in, Face It Studios. No, well. well, no, hang on. So the Face It Studios are in the IMG Productions building in Stockley ah, Park okay. in London. So, so that's, that's, they have an association. So here's the thing. For those of you who don't understand, if you've ever watched a television show called fucking Entourage mm -hmm. with a sitcom called Ari. Now mm -hmm. that guy actually exists Ari in the real world. Yeah. This is based on real life things. Now that guy, he's playing, you know, somebody who is... What are they? Management agent, whatever the fuck they it's are. It's an agent, yeah. Yeah. They exist. And WME, that is the real company, right? That's the real company. I've done my research on this shit. I've looked into it. You're like so, Richard Lewis. Yeah. So what they're doing right now is... Except much better looking. Sorry, they, Richard. I do love you, but... They would manage <laughs> slash be an agent. No, they'd be agents for, for, you know, basketball teams and basketball yep. players and that kind of shit. And they're like... And, they've, and they have a big stake in E-League. So what do they want? They want fucking money in E-League. So they get the people that they already manage or are agents of and say, hey, pour your fucking money in here, buy some teams, yeah. away we go. You got Rick Fox, you got Shaquille O'Neal, you yeah. got these cunts, you got uh, the, guy from, um, the guy from Sweden who plays in the NBA, yep. who owns the Renegades, Renegades now. Renegades, yeah, okay. Yep, that's Jonas. Right. Jonas. So Shaq O'Neal, Shaquille. I reckon give it... Couple more years and everyone will be owned by a sports team. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably well. They've obviously they must have pocket change, right? Like well, I, don't yeah, think it was, I don't think it was reported how much it was speculated between between one million and fifteen million dollars. That's what they kind of estimated. That's, what that's a place. pretty loose estimation. Yeah, the, still the thing loose. is. Between five million and fifteen oh, million. Five million. Okay, so. there. Uh, the, the thing is, that it, is it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Now, one thing is that a lot of these people uh, in sports are there's two types of sports team owners. One that it, it is their primary business; they're getting into it. They understand the entertainment world, and they're creating marketing that is successful around that. The second is someone who, as a long-term sports fan, yep. has a fuckload of cash and they want to spend it somewhere for either it's, a tax write-off yeah, or right? because they want to be. Involved in the sport they love, you know. If I had all the money in the world, I'd buy Formula One. Fuck it. And then I put Fernando Alonso in the best car, and everyone else could go fuck off the back. Um, but it's true. A lot of these guys are like that. So it's good that we're bringing in sports owners, so long as it's the people that are. I think in sports, the thing with esports is a lot of these guys are seeing it as venture capitalism. They're they're coming in, they're investing in esports. They're hoping there's going to be a return on it. If there's not, it's also not a bad thing because we've got the right people that understand how entertainment works. Mm -hmm. They understand how organizations in a league work. Now that's one thing that has to change, and I can I can go into depth on that if we if we've got some time. But it's it's the people that are going to help grow it, and they know how to do it. They know how to market. They know how merchandising works. They know how revenue shares are split among players, teams, or you know 
in their case, venues, which mm -hmm. we don't really go. That's done yeah. by organizations. But it's it, it's people that understand the entertainment space as effectively. That's what we are. So not a bad thing. Yeah, it's certainly. Um it seems like a, a popular investment at the moment. Obviously, esports is uh, very up and coming. The last two years, especially, it's just completely exploded, right? And I think people are starting to take notice. It's exciting um, to see sports personalities and teams get involved. Um, the future for Dignitas, though, as far as I know, they're not renaming or anything. That's just going to stay as Dignitas, yeah, right? This is a big point about yeah. it. So, like, sports teams around the world, they you don't usually have, like, you might have junior teams or whatever, but yeah. if it's, like, a football team or a basketball team, that's it. They, The same owner might own, like, an NFL team. It seems highly unlikely, but I'm just saying. But they wouldn't be the same name. You know, you wouldn't have the fucking, who we got, the Lakers and then a Lakers NFL team. They're all their own Kids. brands, well, right? Well, the NFL has a rule, by the way. So this was also a posted article that came out yesterday. I don't know how much traction it got within our scene, but the reason you'll never see an NFL team own an esports organization is there's a stipulation in their rule set that says if you own an NFL team, that is the only thing you can oh. own. There cannot be a correlation between... You, it could be the same owner owning something different through a different holdings company, but the New England Patriots can only own the New England Patriots. There can be no association with any other sport. Interesting. Yeah. Is, that, is, is Mark Cuban been one of the guys who owns an American football team or he owns uh if I'm not mistaken part of the San Jose no uh Dallas Stars Dallas Stars or San Jose Stars he, the NHL. He, and he, also owns, sports, right? he also owns well he's doing something in gaming right okay um and he yeah he was at uh, IEM San Jose last year that's right he does own an NBA team as well uh and from my understanding he's working immensely he's also on Shark Tank the venture he capitalism ends. show in, yeah. in USA Dallas Mavericks that's is the NBA ones. team thank yep. you and I think right. it's San Jose Sharks for NHL confirm that or not he i thought a, there was an association but i could be wrong on that one double check it anyway the point is he's working on uh vr motion for fps games right apparently okay. so he's one of the people working on basically moving treadmills that will allow movement in vr and he's put a lot of money into it that's so. when vr gets to the next step right yep. now right now it's quite cool but it's still a bit of a novelty for me like we had fun with it for what, like a week and it's just like okay. i was told this by the way i don't know that i didn't yeah. that's i think it's been kept under the radar but i've been told that's what he's, his involvement is i right can't now. find an nhl team. so maybe he doesn't okay i thought for some reason he was involved in san jose Sharks, so you reckon but. he's with virtual reality yeah just look it up. There's a few. Because I know that, well, I read some How virtual reality, yeah, curbed Mark Cuban's nah, brain. Virtual reality, da, 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 da. Mark Cuban's partner on how business could use virtual reality. Mark Cuban's insights on the future of virtual reality. He's definitely involved in well, virtual reality. Well, he's saying shit about virtual reality. Yeah, so. he's promoting it. I think he's put some money in the back end and is trying to keep that hush-hush. But, yeah, that's where he is. He also invested in Unicorn, which is an esports gambling startup. That's right. Startup. You're right. That's true. Yeah. So Mark Cuban also featured in that awesome TV show Entourage as himself. That's right. And he's, that. and he's also a Shark Tank. Yeah. Tequila company. Yeah, it was tequila or vodka. Tequila. Was tequila. God, yeah. tequila yeah. Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. I remember that now. It's yeah. kind of cool. Great television show. Yeah. Did you see the movie? Pretty lackluster. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so do you know who else was in Entourage? Sasha Gray. That's right. She's got she a great was. ass. Played herself as well, I think. Yes, she did. Yep. I don't know who that is. <laughs> All right. Um, right. I have an announcement to make. Is that oh. a good one? Absalon, A-B-Z-O-L-O-N, is the second winner. So you've won another one of these darkened shirts that I keep grabbing upside down. What if I told you that Absalon wasn't in the chat? What do you mean? A-B-Z. Do we reroll on that? I don't know if we did that well, for the maybe, first one. I don't know. We'll give him 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah, okay, we'll give him five minutes. Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't get involved in this. Yeah. Yep. All right. So either way. That's who won that one. Okay, um, so we, we kind of, I, again, I think it's important that these people, these owners from sports teams do get involved. They understand the space. Yep. Um, now, the one thing that I will say, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent. We got time for the finale. Let's, 
let's uh, let's take the time. I've talked, and I've mentioned this on the show a few times, I've talked to a sports agent in Canada about this a little bit, and I said that, that players' unions are essential. And he said, after looking at, just talking to me a few times, I've actually got to reach out to this guy again, talking to me a few times and saying, um, you know, uh, understanding the space, if they could get into esports, if they could help players, if they could help find um, uh, marketing and sponsorship deals for casters, players, teams, whatever. They understand it. It's the right kind of brains behind it. They, these guys, the, the, this firm dealt with uh, Wayne Rooney for a time, um, they've dealt with a lot of high-end people and he looked at it and as soon as I explained everything in CS and how it's kind of like this golf You know grand slam you've got these bigger tournaments and then you get all kinds of little leagues going on He said how the fuck can you have a players union? Well, you didn't say it quite like that. I said it like that because yep. I'm an asshole He said how can you have a players union? And I said well, what do you mean like you just put it? He said there's no way to do it You've got four different leagues with different representation yep. Who do you elect who's on the players union and how is that equal representation if these ten teams are but on this league there's four different teams that aren't in it and then they're not getting representation it's true and wessa tries to do it with their teams and pea is now trying to do it with their teams but overall there is no direct players union now we know they can band together at any given time but it's still not an official entity the problem is in cs right now there has to be if we want long-term financial growth and we want these people that are buying esports organizations if you look at these teams now it's great for us we're on cs we get dignitas bought up by the 76ers but the main talking point in this was the lcs yeah. and the lcs spot and that's because you can call riot what you want and they've done a lot wrong there's no question monty's brought brought that to light uh, brought a lot of that to light but you have to have some sort of allocation for team stability where they can build off of and get revenue, get market share, get promotion. And in order to do this in a long-term way that creates stability, I forget who it was. Can you look up the quote? Uh, Esports reminds me of basketball in the 50s. Someone said this because basically then there was a, three or four different competing leagues. It was a fucking shit show. Everyone was just trying to get their piece of the pie. And Darley Mori, you can look. Uh, yeah, esports is like 1950s basketball right now. So basically, an esports industry continued to grow in NBA, NBA basketball, da, 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 da. He goes on to basically say that it's just a clusterfuck, and it's not clear where things are going, and there's not fair representation. We need a league. It's clear I'm, where people want to take it, right? People right, post ESL as the bad boys for trying to do this WSA You can't call thing. them out on their They're, own. Sorry? I don't think you can, you can label them the only one that's the bad no, guy right now. No, I don't now. think they are. People just seem to... When, when, when ESL does something, people go, fuck you, ESL, we think you're evil, based off some shit that happened in the past. Can you just link that in chat real quick? Yeah, sure. Um, but... Like, I don't think, they're definitely not the only one with that agenda, right? It's who gets there first. And we're in an industry that's fucking cutthroat as anything, right? Yep. And you can't blame them for trying to run a goddamn business. And the the thing is, it's so difficult, like you're saying, to get all the sponsors behind so many different leagues. Not only that, you see with the Players Union. Yeah. They took a holiday this year, right? They decided, and it was only the top teams who decided, right? So if you're, say, like, I don't know, fucking 21st in the world, I'm just throwing out, a, you might not be included in the union. So let's say an event comes up and I'm just some MISC event organizer and I go, I'm going to put an event right smack bang in the middle of this in this holiday and I don't really care what teams come, right? I'll take anybody. I'll just put on an event because nobody's playing. So I'll get all the Counter-Strike viewers, all these lovely people who are watching the stream right now. They'll watch my Counter-Strike event and we'll get whoever wants to come. And then you might get the team who's, I don't know, let's say 10th in the world and they go, well, fuck, there's $100,000 on the line here. Yeah. Fuck the holiday. I'm going to go win this because all the other cunts are off in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. And there goes your player's break. Exactly. It brings back the competition. But it just, just to clarify, Sorry, I just wanna, well, this, this article actually goes on to talk about how he thinks it's going to grow into a bigger sport. This isn't the same one that I read. The one that I read went into a little more depth about how it has the potential to grow so long as they clean it up and find an avenue by which it can have long-term success. And to me, that has to be one league that has proper relegation, similar to maybe English Premier League. 
Yeah, well, just just to note touch on Riot as well. Like you said, the one thing they do very well is they're a developer directly involved in the esports part of it, right? Valve obviously have the majors, but they do not control anything else, right? They just let everyone else just do what they want. Kind of that's this seems to be the business model. Say you can run a league, you can have the license, that's fine. Do what you want with it as long as you guys play nice. It seems to be fine. But uh, definitely the off season thing that's a huge deal. Like for reasons Chad just spectated as well. That's uh, that's there's no one stopping anyone. There's no. there's no one stopping an event going on there. And I think like you could see how much it affected the teams coming back, even from a two week break. You could see. The CS at the beginning of Pro League was, was pretty horrible, to be fair. Like, it was actually pretty shocking to watch. And some teams, I think Heroic, capitalized on that. They didn't take the break. They actually kept playing, and you saw how well they slotted yeah. in now to the top end of the scene. Um, so that's been quite nice for them. I think I think next year we probably have a longer break. I think it's probably three weeks or so. Um, I don't think it's the same yeah. time scale. I think someone told me about that. It's um, it, No, it's from what I understand, it's roughly the same, same, same time, time scale. The thing is, most of the teams are in the Northern Hemisphere, yeah. uh, and therefore it's summertime, so they're going to do it roughly the it same sense. time each year. And I definitely yeah. think you, like... You poor cunts get winter for that. That doesn't matter. I, just stay up in the north. I'm going to just move to Europe. Um, we got them, boys. Confirmed. Sponge is one of us. Uh, I just think, like, the holidays, they have to have it, you know? The thing is, people are like, oh, well, just don't go to the tournaments. But at the same time, like, if you're part of an organization that is probably owned by a cunt that is, like, a dictator, I don't want to go into names, they're not going to let you take off tournaments. They're going to say, you will fucking compete in this shit. Yeah, like, you, you need to be there for... There's so many responsibilities of the organization to be... Bad events where yeah. the sponsors are sponsors of the org potentially have presence there as well. They want to show they're bringing their teams with them. It's not like you can say, no, we don't want to go. It's like, that could be a $100,000 event. Yeah. And that that's how the organization makes its money. That's through that exposure and being at these events. You might not necessarily want to be there, but you, unfortunately, you have to. You don't really get that much of a say if you're a player. It's like, but you're going to this and you're going to be trying to qualify for it as well. And it's, it's a difficult area. And that's why, I guess, for me, like having the proper off season where you have like set transfer windows yeah. and it's kind of a little bit more open as to when those are going on. We actually know there's a day where everything can go down all the announcements are made is right now there's nothing really to talk about at all right do you know that how the dota thing works what do you mean by the dota after thing? the ti there's the yeah, transfer the window the, yeah. well the pool though the pool so i don't know this in depth i'm probably going to get this wrong That's but it's something along the lines of a you're allowed to retain three players or something and and you can release the rest to the pool so what happens yeah. is what they do is is it's a way for the organizations to take to take the power back from the players who have been trying to manipulate saying no we're going to play with this guy or we're going to only work with this guy you need to buy him and then the transfer money goes way up because the player says well i won't go unless it's this much now what teams can do is release players so you can come to me as an org and say i want this player i want this player we're going to do a transaction it doesn't go directly through us players go into the pool as free agents and then they get plucked out of the it's pool like a drafting session it, kind of I, I don't know how it works entirely i've i was told and i don't if yanko were here he could tell you but it's a really interesting way to yeah. keep, make sure that the organizations keep power so for example uh, in 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 uh, Asian Dota this year, there was a situation where a couple players were trying to manipulate who they wanted to play with, and every single roster said, yeah. "All right, all five players in the pool, you're all released." The, the problem I have is so, but but then they can't because then they can't be bought out of the because the thing is there, the buyouts go to the player as much as the org, yeah. so then they can't be bought out of their contract because there is no contract. So boom, you're That's... released, and then the org says, uh, "Okay, we'll pick you up for this much money," and everyone saves, and the orgs. I the imagine power. they're probably more public with how long the contracts are in Dota as well. Like, for when we have a, a roster move in CSGO, it's never disclosed whether it's a one year, two year contract. We never know the fee. The VP it's, one, right? That was disclosed. 
was it really? Yeah, I think they. they that's say, probably the only one I can think of that yeah. that's ever been like this is a contract that's happening. If you think about some of the high-profile moves, especially the French shuffles and stuff like that, it's never announced. Okay, we're signing this player for a two-year period. It's always behind closed doors, right? And yeah. traditional oh. sports, we know we know the fee, we know that the, the long the contract. That's like a it's like the, it's an exciting announcement, right? You say like we've signed this huge talent. He's going to be with us for two years. We're going to work with him yep. over this time, and we're going to be these are our objectives. And it seems like that's a weird thing in CS:GO that we kind of completely avoid ever going into depth with. Um, I don't know, Chad, is someone who's been involved in it? Is there any reason you know as to why that's completely undisclosed? I don't anything? know. We signed year-long contracts. Because yeah. esports is shifty. I would, have, I would never... This might be bad. People might say you should not say this and shit, but I don't think anybody should sign a contract for longer than a year. Yep, I agree. Because it should be from, I don't know, let's say the end of December to the 1st of Jan, like the, or the 1st of Jan until the end of December, whatever, yeah. you know, for, and that should be, and then when you have the holiday period, when the, when the contracts end, then there is that roster period of time. With Valve chucking a major in January, it fucks everything up so bad, right? Because players want to take a Christmas break. Everybody wants to have, everybody around the world, as far as I'm concerned, has at least a week off or at least that four to five day period off over Christmas, right? Some people yeah. have to work, but the majority of people, they have holidays then. You're fucking the players because they have to be in the best possible shape after the Christmas break turnaround for the major because it's the biggest event. And we don't know how many majors we're going to get anymore. There's speculation going around that we're only going to get two majors from now on. I think that's true. What's I'm that running. bullshit about? Oh, to be fair, we've got so many events, Chad. Do you feel like the, the majors even feel special anymore compared to the rest Some of, of the events show? probably won't be around me, next let year, let though. Let like, let's be honest, there's too many events. Right oh, there's there's going to be a league cutout next year, 100%. That's why when I was at the last major, it was a sick event in Cologne, but uh, it, there was something missing, right? I just felt like yeah. you've done so many stadium events, you can spoil in that respect, let's right? Think, let's think about this for a second. Last year, in 2015, when I got into casting, I did maybe four events that were in big stadiums, Four okay. more, it might have been a live audience, and some were still in studio. We take it for granted. This year, we've had Malmo at $250,000, 16 team tournament. Yep. That was last year a major. It was a yep. week after a major this year, huge stadium. We go to Star Ladder. Big stadium. It, big stadium, wasn't necessarily full. $300,000, more than a major was last yep. year. 16 teams, and teams like Virtus Pro go, oh, we had a media day, this tournament didn't matter to us. We're taking it for granted. We are. It's it's so far beyond. And even us as casters, I'll speak for myself on this. I can't comment for you guys, but I know when I go see a studio-based event now, I'm like, well, this isn't anything special. But a year ago, that was a big fucking deal. Mm. And now we go to a studio event and we go, oh, well, there's no audience. It's all a big deal we're, to we're me. We're taking it for I'm granted. Hire me. Uh, you can find my email on my Twitter profile. Um, no, I agree with you that there's too much oversaturation. It's something which gets thrown around a lot. Yep. And it's true, um, I think that events should start being almost like tiered events, right? Like you, we, the the retards on HTV.org and and Reddit, yep. they make these tier one, tier two, tier three type things, right? But there's world class teams, and then there's teams who are just below that, and then there's teams who are below that. The good thing with the LCS model, and then there's me, and then there's you. The good thing with the LCS model is, you know, the promotion relegation thing to get into that top league. The good thing with CS is it's free, and any team like Heroic, who we've seen bounce out of nowhere, can get involved. We need a middle ground, right? I think we need. Let's keep the majors, like, you know, obviously, Valve are going to keep them. Yeah. And then let's just have, fuck it. I, I think you can get away with two leagues. I reckon you can get away with two leagues a year. Like two 
two well, different we, companies. We talked about this on episode four, if anyone wants to go back to it, because that's when PEA was announced. The yeah. last sort of half hour of the show, we talked about if they had Europe and North America divided, I wouldn't even be opposed to it. There would be no conflict in the two leagues then, and then the majors would have a special feature because they the would be the finals. That's the only time we see them, right? That's yeah. the only time we see the, yeah. the world's best, like the Champions League final, right? So like we, we have to wait for the entire year I to see be opposed to it. them clash at the end. That would be kind of sick, because every event now, it's everyone will fly over for it. Every stadium event is 500k or whatever, 300k. They're going to come over. Yeah. But then if you have that kind of two running separate leagues and then you have the Champions League final at the end, that's going to make a major. That's when it's going to feel super special and it's yeah. going to be like, okay, we haven't seen these teams play every single week for the last yeah. six months. It's actually going to be really cool to see who's the best at that time. You can say definitively, that's the event they won. That was where everyone had come together and that's going to be the world's best team at that point. That's going to be a really exciting way to do it. I don't think that's ever going to happen. No. I think it would, it would, for now, in terms of like the, where we are, we need these events well, the to keep thing. these we're companies all, alive. We're all money-hungry little cunts because it, it's it's true no i mean as a player you go oh, i just want to play video games i'm gonna play anyway okay oh, there's a tournament i can win money okay oh you want me yeah. to sign this contract for this much money done they, we don't they don't think about it as much as they should and then they get mad by the way speaking of cunts the giveaway in chat right now the word is cants it's cunts with an a uh for this shirt <laughs> cunts with an a can we zoom in it's the canadian version of cunts can we zoom oh, in okay. on this shirt this is the one you're getting so this I is my stats think, i don't think the previous is there anymore oh, oh there, there we is. go Hello. uh those are my stats uh dust too because all i do is, is dm uh i have 62,000 kills apparently not very much thanks for out is more than that on one gun but i have a 49 percent headshot rating either way we'll get some signatures on it and does that uh, we'll get recorded up. off a of valve it does you type in your steam id and it uh, yeah it's only valve and then they it, it generates the shirt hmm. it's pretty cool i Good. wish it would let you select your map i would have picked mill um point i was making i don't even remember oh yeah people taking so the thing is there <laughs> esports is literally the wild wild west right now in terms of people investing and I mean, let's put it this way. I'm not going to say which organizations, but I have invoiced companies this year that are paying me from the British Virgin Islands. Damn. As Richard Lewis says, a lot of people come into esports and don't ask where the money came from. They just accept it. Where the fuck is that money coming from? I'm not asking. And why does one company own six fucking teams? No other sport in the world would allow you to happen, including, in fact, in esports, Riot says, sorry, Cloud9, you got a challenger team that qualified? Sell it. Well, no, that's the way it goes, right? So this, the the challenger teams are farm teams. So right, everybody but has like CS. Yeah, but I, I don't give a, like. Okay, I can see the implications there, and I'm probably going to sound like an ignorant asshole, but I don't give a fuck. I reckon whoever owns all those teams just make a fucking league and go. This is our league. Just do it. Someone just, just do, do it. it. Some someone just fucking do it, and then you can. Yeah, I'm. Think about think about how good it would be for everybody, right? You wouldn't have to travel as much, you know. You'd, you'd like Henry said, it would build the hype. Um, the teams would be more like they wouldn't get to pick and choose in the sense of they'd be stuck into doing certain amount of events and stuff. There's there's pros and cons to all this shit, and I think the open market has a lot of pros compared to the LCS thing. But I think the LCS thing has a lot more stability. There's a lot more. It, it seems more professional in a, in a way. So I, we have to find a middle ground. That's that's what my point is. I don't. Th I, I think I, obviously what I'm saying about the, whoever owns all those teams, that's not great, really. If they just went and, and cut everybody else out, but there needs to be a middle ground. And I, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I know there's a, there's always monopolies in the in the world, like fucking McDonald's. Yeah, well, it's not a monopoly. No, not anymore. But think about it. Think about it's it. It's not. They're not even. Bad. They're not even the number one. You know what the most popular fast food restaurant is in the entire world? Ooh. Which fast food chain has the most amount of restaurants in the entire world? Subway. You're right. Fuck Subway, man. That yeah. stuff is shit. Yeah, because they're franchise. It's not just stores. They can, yeah. anyone can set up a Subway. Yeah, so and, and they're usually smaller. So, yeah. for example, in the south end of Halifax, there's three Subways to one <clears> McDonald's. When you're in Cologne, they get a burrito from Bay Area Burritos. Yeah, if they're watching as well, please. 
Three next deliver to this area. So deliver, deliver to the ESL offices. We got in a lot of trouble today. As we tried to order. Uh, they didn't you, can, uh, you can tweet us if you go to the Bay Area Burritos in Rudolph Flats. And we're right around Actually, the corner. Actually, no. Tweet at Drop the Bomb anyway and include them as in it as well. And say we're plugging them. Yeah, and say we're plugging them. And that we need 12 grand for next year's show. <laughs> and they would remember all of us every day. And, yeah. uh, and on top of that, I'd like a Lamborghini. So, yeah, just do all that. Love burritos. Yeah. Have less today. I actually fancy one tonight. Can we get that, make that happen, Stuart, if you're watching? Stewie, I'd like a burrito. Big Stu Dog. Yeah, make it happen. All right, well, that's uh, the, the sports fans satisfied. We yeah, I mean, the point is we started this off on a positive light. I just yeah. wanted to bring up the fact that I think esports is a mess right now. I get it. Everyone wants profit. It's good to have this, this inflation, but we're in a bubble. Eventually, it has to stabilize, and I would like to see if even if it – I mean, NHL had WHL, NHL. There's the KHL in Russia right now, but that's a whole separate continent. So that's fine. There has to be one, in my opinion. One, one maybe two, but one that gets the, 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 you know, the focal point, and that's yeah. when you're going to start to build generated views on that and you can start to advertise that content because it becomes easier for the, the layman's to watch and follow along. Right now, if, if you follow CS, it's great, but if you don't, you have no idea what means what. I have people even messaging me on Facebook all the time saying, can you explain to me how this tournament worked and how, how do they qualify for this and who was invited? How are the, It doesn't really, you know, it's, it's not linear. Yeah, it, it's the invites thing is another subject that we get. Holy at, shit! Go on. No way! The Swedish Joker just won my shirt. That's Hugo. I know that guy. That's Hugo. Oh, the guy you were at, Yeah, uh, I let him Malmo put his, my stuff in Malmo. Malmo? Yeah. Uh, no, Summer. Summer, he, didn't have, right, he, yeah. he, he booked a hotel room, but he booked it. His, his dad booked it, and he booked it for the wrong dates by accident. So he messaged me, and I said, I'll tell you what, I'll let you store your stuff in my room just so you can come to the event, but you can't stay there because I need my beauty sleep. And yeah, that's what you needed. So I was really, it was what I needed, Chad. I like sleep to masturbate in private. Beauty. And mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. so Hugo is one of my shirt. I'll just give this to him in person because I'll probably see him at some point, I imagine. But, yeah, we'll sign this. Lovely so there we stuff. go. The Swedish Joker. Congratulations. My next topic I've got. Uh, Nitro announced this week he's become the in-game leader of Liquid. Chad, you described them as in the bin. Uh, that's a bit harsh. That's what you did. That was a quote. Yeah, no, I, I, I did describe them as in the bin. It's just like they're another team who are just nuts. Yep. Like not that long ago, and they were consistent. They had creative strategies. They had players who were on fire. Yep. Everyone uh, thinks that's rigged now. I, I, we're not, I'm not in charge no, of it. No, they just say that. They, I know they do. Leanna's in charge of it, not me. Blame her. I do a giveaway, and it's like, the, I don't even know the cunt, and it's, they say rigged. So it's like, just fuck up with your stupid Twitch spam, you retards. Someone's anyway. asking where I got this made. It's dark and straight. You can do this on their website. Their website's down for construction right now. That was ASL1, I think. That one was this one was ASL1, so it's yeah. got the yeah, ASL1, then darkened. But yeah, you just go on darkened website, and I think you can do them. They normally bring like a little machine to the stands at the events. So if you ever see a darkened stand, you can definitely yep. get one out. Yeah. Um, Sorry, yes, I, let's get on with it. We're talking about the, how they were looking good, and yep. now they're another thing that's dropped <clears> off. But they've dropped off in a region which we don't consider as strong as EU, right? They have had a roster change as well. So many teams have had roster changes, so we're obviously going to yeah. be like... But if, what, I don't know, fucking maybe 50% of the teams who we'd consider top teams have had roster changes, we have to talk about it, right? We can't leave it. And they're struggling in Pro League, which should be a good practice I'm ground for them. And if they're changing in-game leader and stuff, what the fuck? Well, that's, that's announced this week, I believe. Well, it might, be, it might have been going on for longer, but as far as I know, the announcement is this week. He's probably been doing it by maybe two or three. If they go to New York. That's what I'm, I'm going to give them a chance until then. I want to see them perform at a land environment, right, and see... I'll be there watching all the games. I can give a proper thought. I haven't been able a chance to even watch the Pro League stuff. Obviously, we do all the EU stuff, and then we have to leave here at midnight and then go home. And all that yeah, stuff. and then go to sleep and come back again um, and do it all over. So I haven't been able a chance to watch it, so I don't want to speculate too much as to where they're playing, yep. but the results definitely speak for themselves. Overall, it's been uh, pretty poor. And from going from major finals to losing majority of your online games in Pro League, uh, you have to say that's definitely a fall from grace for sure. Um, yeah, but still, Nitro in-game leader, one of their star players, uh, one of the younger guys, 
probably hasn't had to call for a team of this size before in terms of like he's probably done it in the past and like when he was coming up. To be honest, but I can't think of when he did. Denial, I don't think he did. Uh, denial that became liquid, obviously. I by power when he subbed in there, definitely did not. I can't think of a time he's ever in game led. So we talk about him being that great uh, entry fragger, like the really explosive duo, him and Ali sort of thing, right? Um, that coming into this, New York, a high pressure event. There's no easy games here at all. You've got this pressure now. You're the in-game leader. You're what, like 21 years old. And this is one of the biggest events of the year so far. Um, we'll go into this and say, right, you're in-game leading now and you've got to step up. I'm, I'm not sure, so, so sure this would be the right call. Obviously, this is speculation. Like you, someone who's never done it before, allegedly, and going into this sort of event, definitely a tall order. And when you've got like old veterans like Hiko there, yeah. I just you'd assume it'd go to him. Like that would be like the guy, like the, the dad, right, at the team. And he, well, I know he's tried it a few times. Yeah, he's he dabbled in it. Yeah, didn't didn't feel it. <sighs> okay, so this would stem to the coaching changes, right? Yeah. And and they were going to use Peacemaker as the in-game leader. Mm. Okay. Every event, right? There's a few which are getting on board with the valve ruling and they're copying the thing, right? But if you have a high, if you know what map that you're most likely going to play, right? So let's say that you know that's going to be between one or three maps. There's no reason that they couldn't take the time to prepare a game plan, right? Yep. And then the information that they're gathering while in the game is one player in the team who is, or multiple players can have opinions, you know? If you know the pistol strat you're doing straight away, you, the in-game leader doesn't have to call it. You've already prepped it before the match. Okay, what Antigo are we doing? Okay. What eco are we doing? What's our first gun round? Obviously, there's variables that happen in back and forth force buys, and somebody has to be a decision maker. But if you press the fucking tab button and you killed four people last round and you all have around 2.5 to 3K, oh, maybe we should force buy. It's not fucking rocket science, right? Yep. People are taking this coaching thing like it is the end of the world. I just think, calm down, do a bit <clears> more map, uh, match prep, and... Yeah, you get now you get four pauses <coughs> for thirty seconds. Yep. New York, by the way, this, this weekend this weekend will be the first time we see that. By the way, so for anyone who's interested to you see who play, how it plays out, yeah. you set your game plan yeah. for the first five rounds. It doesn't work for the four, first five rounds. Take a pause. The coach can talk for thirty seconds, give you a new game plan. You can go again. You can pause again in the same half. Yep. Four fucking pauses for thirty seconds. That's a shitload of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess for me, it's just more the mid-round stuff. Um, if you are finding bags in the map, yeah. say, um, so if you're not running a set execution right, and he's like going in, to say they're playing cash. They're very, they're very focused towards mid, that team. Here he's getting boosted up. He gets the first kill. They've got mid-control. At that point, they need to kind of coordinate themselves. Obviously, it's not just going to be on him. Like, all the team are going to be yeah. giving him information and what he needs. So well, I found kill here. I can see an exploit here. You're not going to just be waiting for him to come in that that great call that kind of decided around. But still, for him, it's a distraction, right? For someone, one of the star players, one of the great raw talents they've got, I just feel like it, it could stifle him slightly in terms of the way he can perform. I, I, I think that's still, like I said, I've always said this before, I think it's a bit, a bit of a cop-out when we always say, oh, but he's in-game leading. He's obviously not going to be fragging as well. Um, but for him, someone who's not done it before, it, it, takes, it takes a certain character to be able to perform and call and handle the pressure at the same time, right? There's always going to be yeah. that sort of uh, pressure on you. I'm just interested to see how it pans out. I'm not saying it'll be good or bad. I have no idea. I can't even comment on that, but um, I feel like for all of your, your young superstars, it's probably something that's going to certainly be playing on his mind a bit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, not to mention his role in the team is entering, yeah. and a lot of times yeah, we, people have discussed this. It's a more chaotic position because you're going in early. You've got to focus on getting your kills, and you're the one that's caught in the crossfires and the chaos, and it's hard to make accurate calls based on that, but it's kind of like you're saying you're calling a default. Everyone should know at that point in time in these sure. teams what to do. So I, I've always said I don't think that's an issue, but some people would argue it. 
Well, I guess we'll find out. It also it, means it was, you go down earlier. It was just a nice little, uh, nice bit of news. I just wanted to kind of talk about them as a team as a whole. It's like so many of these teams, it seems like we're discussing now, they've been up here and then just dropped off in the last few yeah. months. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's kind of nuts how many teams this yeah. happens here. I just want to, with what I'm talking about, it doesn't. it's not directed at Liquid in the sense they're a team who's obviously struggling to find somebody to be in-game leader. Navi are taking a step back, they've said. NIP are taking a step back with the coach. And now, you know, they already had exist. He's done it for such a long time. Seized is the one doing it for Navi as far as I understand. Yes, so uh, that step back, right, it hurts a little bit because I used to like just having coach, even Gomez behind it, and they just say something and it was almost like, you know, there's someone else behind you, you know, there's someone with Some you. support. That's yeah. That's, that's a good thing about it. And the mid-round calls is the most important part. And you need a voice there to, you know, dictate that. Because if you have, you say, let's go do this. And Matt says, no, let's do this. And then I say, let's do this. Then there's Usually so much confusion. Usually I'm all tabbed in Windows. Yeah, normally, because you're dead already. Um, oh, I pressed the button before I, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the mid-round stuff is the most important part. But another thing you can do, and um, this isn't easy. Like, I'm not trying to make this sound like it's easy, right? This is really hard. But... You can prep predetermined decisions or best case scenarios, right? Okay, we're up in a 4v5 situation on Cobble. We got the pick towards A. We know that they're going to have to cheat somebody over towards Connector. So they're going to be playing probably two people on the site. And we know we have platform control. What can we do? A B split is the perfect thing to do. You can take advantage of the limited numbers. You can, you know, as long as you get the timing right between drop and platform, you're normally going to be successful, right? Okay, that's yeah. like a that's that, like that's a, fine. It's when for when shit hits the fan yeah. for me. That's when it's the, yeah. the hardest job in the world, right? That's when you've got the pressure on you. Rounds are working. You're not finding the picks, and then all of a sudden, yes, you get the breaks, sure. But it's just like if you, you're going into defaults, you're losing that first kill. You still have map control, and you have yeah. to make decisions, right? That's when things. But there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. That you're you're not able to focus on your game. Said, oh, I can make this happen, right? You're still having to control everyone yeah. and come up with the solution. I'm sure you can say you have these variables and the things you fall back to. But it's always going to be situations where things are going your way. Your economy's in the bin everything you're losing their first pick and someone needs to kind of step up and work out what the formula is yes the coach can help out but still i feel like it's it's definitely a role but not everyone's cut out for yeah well that's and that's a, I, I on a game level there has to be something there and an understanding but like that's where it comes <clears> back <throat> to just management skills in general leadership skills in general yeah. you have to know the personalities you have you have to be able to assess the situation and calm them down accordingly or or vice versa yell at them if they need to be but that's <laughs> like you're saying it, it's not everyone can just say i'm an in-game leader it, it yeah. is it, not everyone can manage a retail store with customer complaints and you know it's the same type of deal almost in a lot of ways i know yeah. that sounds kind of very it takes, loose it, it but takes yeah, very I mean, thick skin you have to be like the the leader you have to, to handle the losses as well take responsibility for when you fucked up and that's that's part of the game and some can handle it better than others and uh, it can definitely like if they come in and have a horrible event and he's calling for it as well that's going to knock his confidence overall right it's like okay this is my first event doing it and we got completely like bodies like it's, it's definitely difficult to recover and then he's questioning his ability in that role going to the next event they have to change it again this you want to keep going man. on yeah we're never gonna get that fixed why do i so much later. i don't know you did it in the video yesterday yeah though. i uh who's the guy that does that not the rock it's uh the, the little dude the little black dude that was in the last movie with him he does that all the time oh uh i know what you mean uh kevin hart yeah that's the one yeah that's him um okay so we've got one more point coming up on the very we've got some, we want to do some like general season well, review do we have an stuff today um, we're going to do uh, what I was going to say just then. We're going to take an intermission in the form of we're going to play the video for the Fnatic right. giveaway. I'm going to use the bathroom, so. So we'll use that. That's probably, I can talk over that and kind of do that when you go. And then we'll come back and do like. Well, we're uh, we talking over it. We're not doing. No, 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 we can. We'll, we'll play this only about a minute long, right? Right, okay. So do you want to explain what this is and what this was all yeah, about? Yeah, why don't you go now, then, you? and I'll. Uh, I'll well, I, I can hold it if we're, if we're, if we're right. going to stick. So. Uh, 
so Fanatic Gear, obviously, like we said, I've been involved. We did a flick giveaway earlier in the year. It's a little more interactive than what we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, if you want to grab that. Now, the not just the Twitch giveaways like we did today with Darken, although that's awesome, too, with their website it's down. It's down. a great idea. Yeah, it is upside down. As Rushly, the observer would be upside down. This is the keyboard. This keyboard is actually, I'm, I'm, I use it. I think it's sick. The you can get it in red, uh, blue, or brown switches. Um, I've used the browns and I've used the reds. They're both quite good. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty sick. Very responsive, anti-ghosting, all the good stuff. Backlit as well, obviously. Um, but like I said, we want to be a little more interactive and get people involved. This will be something that we do down the line with them again in season two, hopefully. And uh, so, rather than just a simple chat giveaway, we had you submit. Your greatest anti rush. We did. Clip, we had I some fun looking say. at these. And yeah. I, to be fair, I was very loose with the rules, right? I just kind of announced it. It's open for interpretation what you think a rush is. I think the winner is definitely the most entertaining one. It's certainly not the best CS, but it's like the coolest one I've seen in a while. So that's why I chose it as the winner. Okay. But um, okay, so we'll, we will take an intermission. We'll play this, we'll announce the winner, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back for more general three, like review of the, the show so far and the stuff we've covered and our thoughts overall. So we'll do this, take a quick intervention and then we'll uh, come back. So let's play the video, and we'll, we'll be quiet for it, and we'll talk about them when we come back. Free swag.
and welcome back to Drop the Bomb. The last ever Drop the Bomb season one. Not last ever. The last ever ever? The last ever of this season. The last ever. Yeah, that's confusing. The last ever season one show. The last show of the first season is what Henry G means. It's been a good six episodes, I think. Uh, overall, we, we spent about two and a half months organizing this, getting everyone on board, making sure it was possible, finding our Tom Newman. And, uh, yeah, should we, should, we, should, we try, should we start from the beginning? Uh, so we'll start from together. the beginning. So Matt and I, we all came together when we were obviously casting together a lot. I mean, I was doing a lot of tournaments and there was a lot of breaks, a lot of technical issues, severe technical issues, some might say. So we had to fill the time for a lot. So what we did was, in those technical breaks, instead of going to ads and being a little bit boring, we thought, okay, why don't we have a lot of chats and kind of make our own sort of podcast as mm -hmm. a joke. That was quite successful. And we kind of formulated the idea. I think we were in Kiev. It was a Starlighter event. The first idea we Ooh. really sat down and yeah, did that's it. right. That was the first. Well, we I, so even to go further back than that, my experience in the podcast world came from the Vulcan Show halftime. Yeah. Um, when that ended, I kind of flirted with the idea of getting it together. But you're right. None of this kind of kicked off with us until yeah. then. Yeah, so you mad did the Vulcan show, which was, which I say was relatively successful. We got a good. It was good. We had Mo. Uh, yeah. It was entertaining, if nothing yeah. else. Uh, there was a few shows that I showed up completely sober, and uh, and that was always good. Yeah, I, I think we had Hazed on for a show where he said four words the whole time. Wow, <laughs> yes, okay. poor guy. But yeah, it's good. It's good. It so yeah, we we kind of thought well. We obviously, we're, we're our own thing. We're all freelance. We don't represent anyone necessarily. So if we make our own sort of brand or we can have a, a platform to produce content. And we worked for a long time kind of pitching the ideas to a lot of companies and lots of meetings, lots of back and forth Skype chats and Skype calls. And yeah, we got to the right partners and we, we felt like we had a good base and a good idea, a good product planned. Uh, it's been tremendously difficult to kind of get a calendar together considering our schedule. I think we've probably casted more games this year as anyone this year in terms Ooh. of events. Yeah, I'm, I want to do an infographic at the end of the year that's going to take me probably a week to put together, but yeah, I mean... I can't think of a top event uh, where we weren't at. Ask G2 to do it. That is some good uh, well, infographics. E I guess. Oh, well, of course, yeah, but illegal okay, games. So anything we had the, the actual like, chance to do, right? Obviously, we yeah. quite a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, I think there was a few I turned down this year just based on conflict or anything else. Yeah. I think we've casted close to, to 1,500 maps. Oh, we've done 22 lands already. Uh, we've countless times in studio. Number of shots of tequila that might get on there if I can remember. Definitely can't remember. Okay. Um, but yeah, we've done a lot. It's been a busy year. So for the year as a whole for you, um, do you feel like CSGO has been uh, kind to you this year? Have you enjoyed your time as a Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, obviously, it's, it's a lot of sacrifice. Um, I, I, I don't. I'm not going to take this claim, but, I, you know, I think the Aussies would be up there as well. But, you know, I'm among the people that are away from home the most. Uh, and, uh, and you know, I'm on flights. I think I've been home 31 days all year. I'm on flights every other day. I've been on over 100 flights this year. Good news is I got sick airline status. It's true. He does. <laughs> Bad news is that's not necessarily something to brag about. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I put a lot into it, but it's been rewarding. It's been great. And, and we've, we've definitely built up our brand, I think, very well together. We've accomplished a lot together as a duo. And, uh, and we look forward to see where it goes in the, in the future, I think. At the start of the year, we felt like we, we still had to grind it out and do a lot of the, the, the events that, you know, the smaller events. We still do them now because we enjoy doing them, but yeah. at the time, it felt like it was a necessity. Now it's, now it's just our decision. Do you feel like this show as well, have we bitten off more than we can chew, or have you found it? Uh... At times, it's, it, it's, it's difficult. I mean, it, it's for us... It, we do more of the back-end work, yeah. uh, the legwork, um, in terms of t talking to, to sponsors and, and uh, making sure everyone's happy, you know, reaching out to teams, et cetera. And in that sense, it's not too, too bad, but it's actually executing it when we're at events. Yeah. 
I don't think we've seen too much. Six episodes. We had some breaks in there to, to really capitalize on it. I don't think it's been too impossible to, to do. I think a 10-episode season, which is our plan, might be a little mistakes. bit much, but we'll see. Yeah, we've, we've learned, though. We've learned a lot. That's the thing. This is a pilot season, though, right? We've never done anything like this by ourselves. It's always like been working for other people. So this is the first time we've created content and produced our own brand. And we certainly fucked up the marketing. I would be the first to admit that. We, we didn't spend enough time kind of working out how much work it would be to actually do it properly. We've hired some very good people as, uh, as of this week. They're going to help us out with the social media stuff the graphics and hopefully for season two we'll do a much better job like this episode alone this shows you if you do a little bit of planning you actually get some viewers watching and stuff like that so that's going to yeah. be beneficial for us um I think it's like we've got a really strong product in terms of the, the stuff we're doing, and it wouldn't be possible without the help of others. Though we have relied on the favors from friends, especially like this show again. Matt Klein from ESL, Joe Miller, yep. hooking us up with the Matt, studio. Well, not only that, I mean, Starladder did that as well. Yep, but exactly. Matt also came to the apartment the first episode. Yeah, we flew in that. You flew in that morning. Yeah, uh, Tom and I flew in the day before, and we were still jet lagged. I was sleeping on the couch in the studio, and we crushed it out. Put it all together with, with Matt's help about and Stuart Ewan's help. 10 minutes to spare. You kicked out the power of the first show. Listen, man, that power <laughs> bar is finicky, all right? And I've my never seen such a panic uh, in, a, in, a, in a lounge environment before uh, in terms of we were in the front room, just about to go live with the show, and then we're like, everything's set up. It's like, wow, we've actually done it. We've got 10 minutes to live. It's all going well. Fucking power bar. He walks out like to go to the toilet or something like that. Steps no, on the floor. I was setting up the camera. Oh, right, was that it? Because we were using these ones, obviously, as studio cameras. We were setting up the D810 and yeah. on the tripod, and I was setting up the shot, and I reached around behind it to look at the level and when I did I put my foot forward like this far and it just nipped the little switch on the power bar yeah it's fucking lovely classic and gags I guess also as yeah. well um, we've obviously not just in the podcast we're doing all the content as well and that's kind of lucky I think we found Tom probably the best man for the job in terms of what we produce and yeah. the stuff we wanted to get going he was a friend of mine well we were really friends we were kind of associates from the early days of UK esports like I knew of him we were in a similar org I think we were both in Reason Gaming at one point COD 4 player and so I always knew him and I always recognised him right he worked for Cadrate as well and we bumped into him in an after party I was like wow you do like video editing now right and he's like yeah yeah I'm really into what I'm doing like as a full time job and it's like Ah, okay. Well, we need you. So yeah. he kind of plucked him out of his full-time job and said, do you know what? You're quitting this week. Well, it was ECS. It was ECS. It was ECS finals, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. And we, we sort of told him what we had planned, and yeah, here we are. And I think he's produced some really amazing content. And uh, Yeah, I think the community has definitely taken, definitely taken note of that. If you haven't yeah. seen some of it, by the way, if this is your first time tuning into the show, you can definitely... We will let Sponge talk. He's just a guest. Fuck off. We'll get to him in a minute. He doesn't matter that much yet. I'm happy. No, you'll get there. You, you do matter, Sponge. Um... No, it's it was. Uh, if you haven't seen some of it yet, if you're if you're new to the show, go to the YouTube channel. It's Drop the Bomb TV. Spaces between all of them, and you can see all the features: <clears throat> the Lecro piece, the Asian CS piece, the. Alu piece, et cetera. Yeah. So the idea behind the content was, obviously, there's lots of content producers from websites and orgs have their own kind of uh, content guys as well. We're trying to cover stories that maybe were overlooked sometimes, like something that uh, wasn't really followed. So everyone's had interviews with Olaf Meister and all the, the top names, right? Everyone's done that. It's been done to death. All the questions have been asked. We're trying to uncover some of the stuff that's not maybe covered as much, so kind of relevant topics. Like Finnish CS was quite an important one for me. It yep. felt like it's at a, from going from the massive heights of being one of the world's best nations in one 1.6 to kind of plummeting to nothing in CSGO. I hate to say it, that's, that's where they are right now, unfortunately. They have some good players, but yeah. the teams aren't representing a top level of CSGO. And we just wanted to explore that idea and see what's going on and see from the, the actual horse's mouth itself as to what's going on there. And we can, I think we did a very good job of uh, working out and being investiga investigative. Yep. Invested. 
Investigative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, we kind of, I feel like that was a really cool uh, little storyline. And then obviously the, the, yeah, the Asians, yes, thing that was relevant. Um, so I think we're trying to, we're trying to cover storylines that not necessarily everyone else does. We, we invest a lot of our sponsorship money in going to these places and bringing the, all the gear and stuff like that with us. So it's, yeah, uh, the gear is going to get us, uh, we, we gotta, we gotta figure out a way. So at some point that's going to get caught in customs. I'm sure of it. Yeah. If we try to get to America at all, then well, we are going to America. But not with all the gear. Not with all the gear. Yeah. So with some of the gear. So in terms of our plans for the future, Matt. So season two, we talk about it. We haven't got any set dates or because of stuff like that. But it is coming. We are going to do it. We're kind of selling season two at the moment. Yeah. So the tough part is is we're getting into the end of the year. So to do a ten ten shows, we got to have ten clean weeks where we're we're traveling. And and uh, I'm not sure that all exists this year, but we'll figure it out. Do it next yeah. year. If you, if you do want to see, we'll it think about it. We'll think about it. Like Matt said, if you are a first time viewer, go to our YouTube channel. You can see all the content, all the previous shows. We're on SoundCloud as well. Check it out and kind of that's oh, a, I, you. If, you, if you don't want to support in any other way, just go watch the stuff, share it with your friends, retweet it, do what you can, and this will make a return. If we get decent numbers, we can sell it to the sponsors again for next season. We're going to do 10 episodes and next one. This is the pilot. We just did six to show us what we can do, what we're capable of. We do need more money to make it happen, unfortunately, and that's why we have the sponsors. Um, so if you've enjoyed it, that's all you need to do. Just go watch it and share it with your friends. So memories, Matt, of this season. What's been memories. Your My fondest memory. Uh... Trying to think of what like okay. well, some of the topics we had on the actual show were not just the features. I mean, the features. I think the agency one was good. I think, I think the Lecro one was great because he's That's a player. My that, yeah, he's a player that I've been definitely promoting for a while, and I'm excited to see where he's going to go with Fnatic. Um, who look good. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Wenton, by the way, just quickly, we won't go into it too much detail, saying that the atmosphere is better inside and out of the team this time yeah, around. Yeah, I saw the tweet. Yeah, with the frag bite, did an inter They article might be on friends. It. Yeah, exactly. For the short they're term not, until they not. start losing. Yeah. Until it all goes. And then you hate it all goes. Mm. Yep. Chad knows. Um, mm -hmm. Favorite memories of the show? I mean, just doing the whole thing has been rewarding. It's been accomplished um, in, in, in no shortage of effort. And I think that it's nice to see the community getting on board and getting behind it and building up a brand so quickly. We want to do so much more for the community. Um, I think that one of the favorite topics I think that we covered was PEA immediately, perhaps having Karn on at, right after the Fnatic trade. That was quite timely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think anything stands out beyond all others. I think it's just been uh, it's been a good good bit of fun altogether. Yeah, I agree. I've had a, a great time. It's the first time you've done this before, right? It's the first time I've ever produced my own kind of content and kind of our own ideas and our direction where we want us to go. And I think it's been successful overall. We definitely have a lot to learn and. Uh, Thank you for everyone for kind of sticking by us and still kind of helping us out. We definitely need to do a better job going forward in terms of that. Well, we, it's a, it, we always do this is going to be a pilot. I think we've done yeah. very well for a first show, but yes, there is room yeah. for improvement. There always is, and, we're, and we're, we, we, will, uh, we will continue to do that. Favorite guest? Favorite guest? YNK. YNK, yeah. You guys ruined him in the fucking trailer <laughs> video, <laughs> and the poor guy's probably fucking crying himself to sleep. YNK fans be like. And then now you're saying he's the favorite guest. Yeah, well, he to be fair, the, show. the guests have always um, been like we, the whole thing was when we started the show, right? We didn't want really to have it as a crutch, right? We didn't want really to have a guest every single week. You did that on Vulcan, right? Every week you had a, a special guest. We've had three out of six, which I think is the thing. We, yeah, the reason we haven't done this, but for us it's easy right now because the whole thing was that we wanted to base the show in studio, and he's obviously around casting with us, so it makes sense. Same with Y and K. The thing on Vulcan was that you'd always have plans, yep. and you'd build the show around that one person, and then for whatever reason they'd be like, ah, oh, sorry, I can't make it this week. It's like, well, fuck, there goes the whole run of show, and then you just wing it with some guest you bring in who's playing on a tier 28 team and it, it never worked it wasn't reliable in that sense it was great the one or two times we pulled in the person we wanted but a lot of times you just can't rely on the other people in it and that's why we didn't want to do that necessarily 
So that's that's my thought. No, that favorite guest, I think we've had, I, there's no singling it out. Lion K brought a lot to the coaching uh, topic when we had him on as a guest. But you've been great. You've been uh, bantering it up in the last two. We've had you on twice in a row. I'm edgy. Edgy. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. You, what, what's your thought of the show overall? Yeah, it's good. I, I think that something where you actually have people in the same place to talk as opposed to fucking faces in skyboxes is is pretty interesting. It's something that I think you guys can do no matter what event you go to. You've got the equipment for it. You know, yeah. the, the events love you guys, so they'll help you out with whatever you need. Um, and like you said, you go to all the events, so you have a bit of an inside look at how the teams are, how the events are. You have more knowledge than the people sitting at home, and it's good that you can give that to people. I think next year as well, or next season, um, we probably should do some more of the stuff where we actually do behind the scenes at the events. Right? We kind I of love do, that. Yeah, you want to do some tours and like uh, yeah, well, not even just tours. Tours is great. People seem to like it. Just like I think it's good when you have a bigger event, so people can get an idea of what the atmosphere is rather than just the cameras showing the stage. It brings a, a, a level of realism to it that they can relate to. But some of the stuff that I want to focus on is building of the stage production piping in the internet the thousands of feet of cable that they're running what what is all that and what are the logistics behind it because you yeah. see delays at events and everyone gets all pissed off it's actually impressive that there's not more delays i'm still shocked sometimes when i see some of the setups it's like holy shit yeah I used like, to these work, guys know what they're doing it's I used crazy to work in that industry i can tell you those sort of scale events that's a, a massive operation you, you you what you see at home you just assume Oh, it's probably a few guys backstage. Like if you go into a production room of a big stadium event, there's like 30 guys, all with a separate job, doing different things, and then that's just the people in the back room. You've got the people front of house as well. You've got all the managers trying to control it. There's a lot that can go wrong there, and you're right. It's, it's surprising we don't see more. It's normally just a server issue, right? That's normally the, the delay. It's actually over. very impressive to see them producing those kind of events and actually uh, having that kind of level of quality. But uh, yeah, for sure, we're going to do more stuff like that. <clears throat> um, we're still willing to listen to people's ideas as well. If there's stuff you want to see us explore, definitely send it to us and we'll, we'll put it on the list and we'll see what we can do. We want us to do a UK CS thing. That was something we really wanted to explore. Don't worry about it, Matt. No? Nah. Why not? Nah, put something, do something better like that. Oz, get, let's get Oz CS. No, no, get Mark. Can we get out of the Bathurst 1000 and then we'll... Uh, oh, yeah, sure. I was thinking we'll get Mark uh, Winther on there. Get some admins Maybe on there. Mark, get well, that's, what, that's what we want to do. Get I, a different I agree. Uh, perspective, you know. Yeah. As, it'd be nice. I, I wouldn't mind like doing some stuff too, where we actually go to a gaming house and do it almost like a reality TV they don't show, like where we that. follow. I know, I know, but you got to find that one team, right? Or you just follow an admin around all weekend and deal with his headaches. Yeah, like like, like literally a, just follow him all around, and every time his radio goes off, follow him with the camera. Yeah, Where's that he going? Something cool. Yeah. That would be quite so, good. Yeah, something along those lines would be cool. Um, yeah, yeah. There's lots we can do. Lots we do. Someone wants to say to Chris Vlog. I thought about, about that. I thought about that. Cinnamon. We um, might do. No, it's not. This is uh, like it's not a strawberry milkshake one. It's like apricot, I think. Oh, where can I get that? Uh, you could get it at spacejamjuice.com. And uh, as oh god, he's actually doing it for the first time. Oh whoa, this is an exclusive. It does have a cinnamony taste to it, though. You're right. I've yeah, I wouldn't do that. I, I don't inhale it though. Yeah. Okay. It's just like if, hookah. If I think you should, if you're a cigarette smoker, you should smoke that instead. Yes. I, no, I know what you're saying. Cigarettes Look, one puff's not gonna kill me, Chad. No, it's not. I'm just saying though that like that's. But I, I, the the research isn't out, but I assume that's better than cigarettes. I'm, I'm not a scientist. I don't want to start speculating. I've read lots of reports on it, and it's claimed in the UK. The UK government are pushing it's 95% better for you. Well, that's a lot better than fucking tar. That's the promotion they're pushing, but it's obviously papers that suggest otherwise. So, I don't know. Space Jam for me, though, that's the best one. Check them out. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, the, the one thing I, someone asked in chat, just more vlogs. I thought about doing vlogs, just like really basic GoPro on a gimbal, walking down the street, thoughts on something. God. You know, just, you know, how are you? Hey, Chad, what's up? Kind of like the Jordan Nothing Gilbert one's only better because his are like 20 minutes long and useless content. Ooh. They are, I won't say useless. Let me, let, me, let me rephrase. There's a lot of uselessness in them. I think that they're very interesting. It is fun to learn his personality. He's an enjoyable guy, but I think 20 minutes is a bit long. I think that there's a lot of fluff to go through to find the good bits. 
um, but they're popular, and I can understand why. So, but what I think uh, is, is if we do that, maybe there's a chance that we do that through Drop the Bomb and add some behind-the-scenes content to just the YouTube each week, maybe five minutes here and there. Um, but we'll see. Those are things that, like, like Henry said, you know, we got to make sure we don't bite off more than we can chew and over-promise, under-deliver it. We want to make sure we're, we're consistent and on point and... Uh, and that's kind of, I think, where we're getting to at yeah, this point. Yeah, the problem is as well, obviously, that uh, we try and do a show a week, but sometimes that's not even possible. We just have to do it when we can. And then we'll find out one day before we've got a window, and it's difficult to announce every day, okay, it's going to be a show tomorrow. <laughs> try and be there. And then, yeah, try and be there. Try and be there. We'll try the same. It's, it's difficult in that respect. But we, I think we've done a reasonable job. I'm happy where it's gone. I think we've got produced all the content we wanted to. The show's been successful. We've had some great guests. Everyone's been helping out. And, uh, yeah, it's good to see the place we're in right now, and we will be returning for season two. We'll have details. Hopefully it'll be this year. It might be in early January. We're not sure yet. Speaking of Jordan. Go on. Speaking of Jordan, maybe one of the features we can do is a one-on-one rap battle with Jordan Nothing Gilbert. And you. whom? Me. Uh, can you rap? He, he dabbles. I dabble in it. Spitting fire. Straight fire. Dropping bombs. That's right. what I do. Gentlemen, it feels like we've got to the point yeah, of the show. Down. Did you know that we once dropped a bomb that set the room on fire? We're really glad that we could invigorate people that way. I thought you dropped the bomb to put the fire out. No, they didn't start the fire. It was always burning since we dropped the bomb. Uh, all right, carry on. I think, it's got to the I think it's got to the point where we're at the closing sectors now. It's been a good season. We've kind of wrapped it up quite nicely there. We've tied a bow on it, and I think it's time to say goodbye. This has been Drop the Bomb Season 1. Six episodes of fun and counter-strike. I'm emotional right now. So this is our goodbyes. Chad, have you got any messages for the world before you, we log off? Keep watching counter-strike. It's the only way we can stay alive and get paid. Please keep watching. Matthew, any thoughts? No, just thanks to everyone. Look, it's been great to have this many, uh, this many viewers today. It goes to show when we can get things planned. It, uh, it pays off, and I think that it's, it's, we're hitting a level now where people are more and more aware of us. Uh, the features, everything, it's been great. You guys have been supportive. Um, follow us on all the social medias, Twitter and, and, and YouTube would be the two big ones. Facebook, we're just starting kickstarting that page now but look thanks so much to everyone for season one and we started the show to be a community show to bring the community more and uh, that's what we want to continue to deliver to do yep that kind of ties it up quite nicely we'll be on youtube soundcloud the feet we just to close off as well we have a nice little feature coming out today maybe tomorrow um it's focusing on get right so it's going to be an interview of him we obviously saw some bits of that in the lecro piece uh but basically some thoughts on him and the future of the team and where they'll be going especially with pitt being injured some interesting answers coming up so they'll be on the youtube we normally bring those, show, those pieces at this show, but uh, it wasn't quite ready. So we're going to do it properly and uh, bring it on YouTube, so look out for that. Please share it. Please do that stuff. And, yeah, we'll be back for season two. Obviously, we'll be casting here tonight, so you can see as you'll get your full dose of us three tonight. But thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next time.
everyone chasing down, gets a grab, and the knife goes in! Simple, of course! Stabs him straight in the chest! So aggressive, late, Dennis catches him off! That's ungodly from Dennis! Oh my god, that awareness, the timing works out perfectly just like time.